Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And I am Iron Man. Well in VR. (laughs) But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We're both Iron Man, if you think about it that way. Well, you would be Iron Ma'am. I didn't see a difference in the suit. Yeah, there was no cybernetic boobies. Yeah. <laughs> Nano boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Iron boobs. We don't know, though. We, it was a demo. So True. for all we know, there is a female version. Yeah. Again. I, I have my own suspicions. We'll talk about we'll that talk later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Well, it's Memorial Day. So hopefully everybody is uh, not breaking the quarantine <laughs> and having Memorial Day parties. Although well, I'm... it depends on the areas, right? Yeah. I think... In our county, they lifted some... Some restrictions. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Well, hopefully everybody stays safe. Yeah. Either way, stay safe. Yeah. Drink your beer. Don't throw it into your neighbor's yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't be trash. Yeah. General rules of society. Don't be trash. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hard for some people to understand. Before we start the episode, I'd like to... Uh, Ask anybody who's able to donate uh, a friend of ours who is a co-host of the Pop Culture Leftovers show podcast that I listen to. Uh, Jake has a cat who is in dire need of surgery, urethral surgery to be exact. It's been having issues for months and the expenses are, are very high. Uh, so if anybody's willing to donate, uh, there's going to be a GoFundMe available to help out, uh, especially during a time of a pandemic when people are already short on money with just keeping afloat. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any amount can help. Uh, you know, Jessica and I know personally how hard it is both financially and emotionally to deal with stuff like this uh, when you have pets that are you know loved family members yes um so it would mean a lot to us uh and especially them yes if if anybody has the ability to help their cat maui with this urethral surgery needed uh they've already collected a less than half but you know we're hoping that we can get to the goal yeah uh so we will post the link to the gofundme in our show description uh wherever you subscribe and i will also put it on my instagram in the bio there will be a link for it's a link tree that i use multiple links so i will have a link within there for you to also go through uh and please even if you can't donate yourself share it yeah see if you can find somebody else who will you know just by sharing it it, the littlest thing can help yeah a lot you know someone who cares about cats they might be willing yeah. to donate. Or they just care about me. Yeah. And know that I care about cats. <laughs> yeah. So uh, much appreciation to anybody who can do that. Yes. Well, uh, we've got quite a bit of news here. So shall we jump right in? Let's jump in. Okay. Uh, first thing I'm excited for, Borderlands 3's next DLC is co- going to be called Bounty of Blood, A Fistful of Redemption. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Yeah, a uh, fistful of a fistful of a it. lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll be coming out June twenty fifth, and it's going to be a western themed expansion, and it pits you against a new gang called the Devil Riders, starring um, a new cast of characters, including a 
jet beast mount, basically horses. So, I'm so that. is that a new player type no. that you would use? No, it's a, it's I I got excited about that too. It says new cast of characters, but I think it's characters you're interacting with, not that oh, you get okay. to play. Oh, that's yeah. disappointing. I know, but. I mean, I'm open-minded. If they do decide to do that, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should have it because of the season pass, I assume. Yes. It's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We really need to play If that. not, then why the fuck is there a season pass? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. That'll be fun whenever it happens. Um, all right. Speaking of fun things that already happened, actually, it was Pac-Man's 40th birthday um, on May 22nd. And... I learned something fun about the name Pac-Man. Would you like to know my fun fact? Only if it's fun. It is. <laughs> and a fact. Yeah. Has to meet both criteria. Okay. I can I can verify that. Okay. Okay. So the game was originally called Puck-Man, like hockey puck. Okay. I'll Give me that game. Okay. The name was changed because the game's American distributor was worried that kids would change the P to an F on the marquee, the, like, label above the arcade machine. Like, just, like, Sharpie over just it? Sharpie it to change it to fuck. And so they were like, no, 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 we want it, but we gotta change it. So they took out the K and they added a P instead of an F. I mean, I feel like they could still do that. Just a little bit more work. Yeah, they could. <laughs> but they were trying to make it less obvious, so that's what they did. So it's okay. kind of interesting. Well, um. It- Decades of promoting hockey have been ruined because of yeah. their fears of foul language yeah. on video game True. consoles or exactly. arcade machines. Arcade machines, yeah. Uh, so to celebrate Pac-Man's 40th birthday, a number of things have happened. I'll give you just a few. Uh, Bandai Namco announced Pac-Man is coming to Minecraft as a new DLC. Basically, it's a... A three-dimensional maze, like, you can build your own mazes, and then you have, like, giant ghosts and whatnot and all that stuff in 3D, essentially, but still pixelated. And NVIDIA developed a an AI called GameGAN, which is, uh, they trained on 50,000 Pac-Man games, and this AI was able to replicate a fully playable form of Pac-Man without actually understanding the rules of the game and without a game engine. So, the implications of this are actually kind of cool, because the, um... I'll just give you a quote from Koichiro Tsutsumi, who is the from Bandai Namco Research Incorporated, said, This research presents exciting possibilities to help game developers to accelerate the creative process of developing new level layouts, characters, and even games. Because without having to have the game engine and all of that stuff, um, they can kind of picture and imagine what things could be in a game or how things could go without having to actually build them in to the game engine rules. I'm going to give you four words. What? Well, two and two. Okay. Skynet. Okay, fair enough. Okay, if that's not good enough, war games. Okay. (laughs) Take your pick. Yeah, I didn't say that it was... We're building our own demise. We always are. Um... (laughs) So then there's also one final thing people might enjoy. Uh, there's Pac-Man Live Studio, which is a free version of the game you can play literally on a Twitch stream. Um, Bandai Namco worked with Amazon Games, and it allows up to four players, and you can create and share your own mazes even. So it's a fun little interactive thing you can do. Okay. For people who want to have a throwback experience. Sounds good. Yeah. I was very shocked, actually, when I saw it was only 40 years mm-hmm. i feel like in my head it's way older than me yeah and you're that's like, not much older than you're me like it's 80 years old yeah 
Pac-Man. How archaic. Yeah. <laughs> nope, that's just, uh, yeah, that's depressing now for me. Yeah, sorry. Well, whatever. <laughs> but it's good, though. That's It's good to celebrate characters that are historical yeah. in, in the industry. Yeah. I know people were upset with, uh, I think it was Mario didn't get much of a celebration that people expected for right. one of it, those milestones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not the only thing you could do on Twitch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not so arcadey, but uh, Detroit Become Human, which is a PlayStation exclusive, is going to be getting a add-on which will incorporate the Twitch streaming application into the game. Oh. So streamers can use it to play with their community okay. in, in a more interactive fashion. Okay. So it's like there's a, like your your watchers can vote on what decisions you would make? Yeah. So okay. you basically can send out a poll that your community can answer. And then that is used to then make the decisions within the game. Interesting. Okay. They actually already had, I guess it happened earlier today even, May 25th at 11 a.m. They had a stream that they did the demo, which had the community play in it so that the uh, they could demonstrate how it would work for nice. for people to use. And they had uh, Brian Descartes and Amelia Rose Blair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were actors that were in the game. Yeah, and they uh, stream together, I guess, now, too. They're, like, oh, now cool. in the okay. streaming world as well. That's kind of like uh, Nolan North and Troy Baker, both voice actors that have worked on big properties separately, mm-hmm. and they've kind of built a YouTube oh, okay. online entity where they play games and stuff together and okay. started their own little project like cool. that. Well, that's fun. Yeah. I've still never played that game. Did we buy it? We had it through Plus. Oh, but we don't have Plus. But we don't there. have Plus right now. Right, okay. But you probably will after Yeah. next week. Yeah. As we'll discuss later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, until then, some people might be interested to know that the next Call of Duty game will likely be Black Ops Cold War. Um. Activision, as we know, confirmed the new Call of Duty game is coming this year, but we don't have any official details yet. But a tweet by Okami13 had mock-up cover art, which is obviously not real, um, but Eurogamer.net confirmed that the title is correct according to their sources. So even though um, it's still not officially confirmed by Activision, and there's evidence, there's lots of evidence to suggest that the Cold War um, title is legit. Um, because some people, various people doing different kinds of hacking and getting into places they're probably not supposed to be found a lot of evidence in the games, in Warzone, to indicate that there's tie-ins to the Cold War. One of them being, apparently, phones are ringing all around the game and speaking Russian and then announcing codes. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> I've experienced I this. I was wondering if you yeah, knew this, because so I have <laughs> Randomly throughout the entire map of Warzone, mm-hmm. there's, you know office desks with phones and stuff Mm -hmm. and uh the last few days specifically i've noticed Mm -hmm. i'll run through a building Mm -hmm. and a phone will ring Mm -hmm. uh you can answer the phone and you'll hear russian okay uh from what i understand it's a part of a complicated zombies-esque easter egg okay thing that you do to unlock one of the bunkers which is really hard to get into okay if at all possible. Okay. Uh, 
so the Russian language, I guess you like have to decode numbers and then the numbers are used to do the bunker thing. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, it's interactive in that sense, but I have yet to do it, but yeah, that's a thing. Okay. Good to know. Well, that's a little tidbit for anybody who's looking into the next game. But there was also like data mining, wasn't there? That yeah. people did that, that suggested by terms that were used from yeah, the Black people, Ops game. People in the Discord channel or whatever, like went into Black Ops uh, and they found like models of things in the background and underneath the map. So there was something called nuclear coreless inside of one of the bunkers. So people... You meant Warzone. When you said Black Ops, sorry. Right? Okay, just want to verify. You yeah. didn't mean the older game that they went into. No. Okay. Sorry. Um, obviously, I'm a professional Call of Duty person. Um. <laughs> well, you called it Call of Duty person, so yes, you're clearly a professional. What do you call it? A dutyer? <laughs> you usually it's like just COD or oh, COD. Okay. Got people it. call it. I hate that. Or since it's Warzone specifically, it doesn't just matter. Warzone. Point is, people found maps and <laughs> models of things that indicate, uh, such okay. as a, an airplane. They had a U two plane and some other yeah. Cold War era planes. It just flies over people and it goes, "Hello, hello." Yes, it's exactly what it does. It. I'm gonna see you now. <laughs> That's exactly what it does. And so all of that points to the Cold War, and it would make sense. Given their jumping around in time in the past, it's it would make sense. So, okay, we'll yeah, see. I mean, they kind of shift off between their developers that Activision uses for the Call of Duty games. Mm-hmm. So, Black Ops Three was a within I feel like five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's been a little while now. Yeah. So I imagine they are up next for the next game, mm-hmm. which would be. Most likely a Black Ops game. Yeah. So, because that's kind of their thing. Yeah. Which have the zombies. Yeah. That's what they're known for is zombies. Yes. So, fingers fucking crossed yeah. that they have a zombies. I know, it's your favorite That's part. implementing some form of Warzone. Yeah. Gameplay. Assuming Warzone doesn't do it. Yeah. Because I'd love to see that. Yeah. October. Come on. The Halloween. Battle zombies too. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I want to see if them do a special event. Yeah. That's why I was kind of hoping this would be. Because, yeah. you know, like, the nuclear war causes, like, a... Yeah. Whatever fucking apocalypse or something, yeah. we'll say. And that's what I want to see, mm-hmm. is some event for Halloween where zombies are all over the map. Mm-hmm. And so not only do you have to survive 140-something other, <laughs> other people... Yeah. You also have to survive zombies. Yeah. Hell, maybe those people turn into zombies yeah. when you kill when them. you kill them. Unless you shoot them in the head. And then, obviously, they put in more AI zombies, yeah. but yeah. those ones will be even harder because the person can play as them. Yeah. You can play as Call a me up. No, I'm saying... Oh. If you could. Okay. That would be interesting. The people who die yeah, yeah. that no, become zombies, then they can play as zombies. Yeah. And it's a little more interactive because they're still playing. Yes. Even though they're Just eliminated technically. Yeah. That's a good... In- that's an interesting uh, take on it. We'll- Call me. Call me Activision. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but that's not the only Call of Duty news we have. It's not. Well, I guess that's more rumors, but... It's... Whatever. You told me it was news. <laughs> well, it's news in the sense that people care about it, but yeah. it's not, like, official. It's just... Right. Correct. Speculation until official. Yes. So, what else do we have? What, what's what's the real news, then? Uh, Call of Duty World War Two, which is a game that does exist, uh-huh. came out, I guess, a few years ago. Okay. It's been a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
is coming to PlayStation Plus for the month of June. Okay, cool. Uh, but here's the kicker. It's coming out in May. Oh, okay. Usually, the new batch of games for the PlayStation Plus comes out like a few days after the month starts. Mm-hmm. This one's coming out May 26th, so tomorrow. So they're just doing it a week early then, basically. Yeah, and I'm assuming it's because Memorial Day is today. That's logical. Games get dropped on Tuesdays. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's just supposed to be a tie-in to yeah. the holiday. Yeah, would make sense. Yeah, but speaking of June yeah. and PlayStation... Working together. Yeah. The Days of Play sale, which is an annual sale that PlayStation does to celebrate the community that plays their games Mm -hmm. on PlayStation, uh, is coming back. And it is going to have a bunch of discounts on Sony hardware and software. So consoles, headsets. Yeah. PSVR. Nice. uh, Subscriptions to PlayStation Plus. Mm -hmm. PlayStation Now. Uh, just basically anything you can fucking think of. It's nice. going to be on sale, discounted as, you know, different tiers will obviously be for whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, games will be on sale. Obviously, newer games will probably be less of a percent off than older games. Right. Of course. Uh, and they have, actually have a list on their uh, blog site you can go check out. Mm-hmm. Or check out our Facebook group. We have it posted there. Yeah. So. Which, actually, have we even... We have not plugged it. Okay. We should probably do that. So here we are. It. Plugging it. <laughs> We've created a Facebook group for the podcast so people can join in and converse about topics that they want and be more interactive. Yep. Much like Detroit Become Human on Twitch. Yeah. It's called uh, Dissecting This Fiction Podcasts, a public Facebook group, and we're going to be posting news and relevant things as they happen. Yeah. And we'll still talk about them on the podcast, of course. But. Maybe not everything. Yeah. The, like the smaller news things that aren't as important will probably yeah. be on there, but not on the podcast. Right. But the idea is for people to enjoy talking about stuff together with us, with others, yes. and just have a fun conversation about the things we love. Exactly. Uh, so getting back to it, they're going to have also third-party games each day they will add new games and mm-hmm. stuff to the discounts. So it's like an event for the, the time of June 3rd through the 17th. Okay. So it's like two weeks of every... It's like the, you know, 12 days of Christmas where the fuck it is. Day, is it like PlayStation's version of Prime Day? I guess, yeah, that yeah. too. Even though, because Prime Day is like a week basically now. Yeah, so basically <laughs> it's just going to be like, ooh, a piece of candy every day. You, yeah. You'll wake up, go see what PlayStation has to offer yeah. for sales. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, third-party games will also be there, but those have not been listed yet. Uh, specifically, I was interested in what they had to show, probably considering getting PlayStation Plus again. They had that PlayStation VR game, Blood and Truth, that I've been interested in, but it was mm-hmm. like $40, so I was like, oh, I'll wait for a sale. 20 bucks. so I'm probably going to get it now. And then Predator's Hunting Ground, which is... Mm-hmm. A game I was interested in because it's Predator. It's the one that has a female Predator? The Predator? Predator, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> talked about that. The She-Pred and yeah. the Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it's like an online kind of game. Oh. So I had to have Plus in order to play it. Gotcha. There might be a single player campaign. Okay. I don't know. But it's intended to be one of those team game that you fight against the Predator. Right, okay. So I would probably have to make friends on PlayStation. Yeah. So... Email us at dtfpod at gmail.com if you want to 
play together on PlayStation. <laughs> and you have Predator Hunting Ground. Yeah. Assuming I get it. Yeah. Get a bunch of emails. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I'm looking forward to that. Just to just see what they have to offer, yeah. whether I buy it or not. But right. I encourage people to go check it out if you have Plus or care to see what they have. Well, actually, I guess you don't need to have Plus for it. But if you want Plus, it'll be cheaper. I think it's like 35% off or something, they said. Okay. Uh, but there's actually news about the PlayStation 5 games. Okay. Which will not be a part of the days of play, well, obviously. Of yeah. Not till next year. Yeah. Uh, but this is via IGN. Uh, the CEO for corporate strategy of Sony, Kenchiro Yoshida, uh, this is according to a Bloomberg report. Uh, he was quoted to say, we will soon be announcing a strong lineup of PS5 games. Everybody knows the PS5 has been very hush about their lineup, their console itself. Yeah. So the rumors are there's going to be a event in June, which is like the E3 time. That doesn't exist, obviously. And sense. of course, Sony's yeah. been absent from that the last couple of years. Yeah. But they have a console to launch. So there's definitely going to be something at some point before the holiday 2020 time frame they're they're claiming right everyone's speculating june that we'll get a lineup of first party games that will be launching and then obviously what we'll probably expect within the year or two after mm-hmm. so okay. there's there's a list of games that are confirmed for the ps5 but mm-hmm. they're like third party games that may even be on xbox series x or just their new IPs, so people don't really know what the hell they are to begin with. Okay. But obviously, people care about what Sony specifically has to offer as Absolutely. far as first party games. Yeah. And they've made more comments that they are dedicating to having impactful uh, single player experiences mm-hmm. for their, their console going into that, next gen. I'm hoping they announce a game that is what they used for the tech demo. <laughs> what was it? Well, that would be Epic. Oh. Again, that's could, not oh, right, Sony, Unreal. that's Epic's Unreal Engine. But they tested it on PS5. so It, it could be. be that they made a deal with Sony and they have it as a first party could exclusive, okay. if that's the case. Either way, I that's want a, that That's happen. a you know, wishful thinking scenario, <laughs> yeah. but it's possible. Yeah. Besides, worst so case, good. it could be out on both consoles. Yeah, right? true, true. I guess that's a good point. I don't even have a PS3 or PS4. <laughs> PS3. I do have a PS3. Yeah. But And a PS4. You meant PS5. But I don't have a PS4. You have a PS4. We have a PS4. I can't play at the same time as you. So that's why I say I don't have but a PS4. But you can watch me play. But I don't and want to watch more you. Excuse you? enjoyable than watching yeah, the, the person you love play something that makes them happy. Playing it myself. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know why we're married then. <laughs> you made it very clear this marriage is nothing to you. No, I didn't. Uh, well, you know something else people are really fucking excited about? Well, some people... The game. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Are people not excited There's about it There's a now? lot of controversy about this game now. People are so dumb. Whatever. The Last of Us 2. <laughs> uh, as far as I knew, people were still really excited about this game. And well, ever since the leaks and people feeling like there's uh, forced storylines of things that... I don't know. It's... I don't... I've avoided it because I don't want to be spoiled. Right. But from what I understand, people don't like the direction they've gone with whatever the leaks are. Okay, well, that being said, they are going to be having a Last of Us 2 PS4 Pro bundle. 
And it's going to be specially, like, engraved with this, like, fern pattern, which is, I guess, Ellie's tattoo. Yeah, it's something that was in, like, the release demo um, trailer. Um, And I think it looks pretty cool. Um, It's $400 for pre-order. It comes with, it's like a black matte finish with that design engraved in it. And it will come with a controller with a unique design as well, which looks pretty similar. It's pretty lazy looking. Oh. It's it's just a black controller. With, well, I guess gray. Dark it's, gray. It's a yeah. slight gray tone with essentially that same tattoo design yeah, on the similar. handle. It's very small and yeah. it just says Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. It's a lazy, in my opinion, it's a lazy design for the controller. Okay. Well, it also comes with, of course, the game and digital voucher for dynamic theme, avatars, etc. Other goodies, I guess. Um, That's for the bundle. And whatever your feelings are on the design, I think it looks cool, personally. Well, Sony's been known to have very lazy special edition consoles. Are they lazy or are they just simplified? I feel like it's not necessarily lazy. I think it's a statement. Whatever you want to describe it as. People think that it's not good enough. Okay, well... It's not... It's not... When you're paying more for a special edition, it should be more exciting, I well, guess. Well, I personally think this is way better than the fucking Cyberpunk Xbox. It did look weird, but at least it had... I think less At least more. it had more creative thought to it, right? Well, in this instance, in it's my opinion that less is more, so I can appreciate what they're doing okay. with this. Yeah, and but, some people do like these things. Yeah. But this is obviously a, we're leaving this gen, we're going to the next, we're just going to do a last push with a new special console yeah. for the big title game that yeah. we're releasing at the end of the generation. And to be fair, it's not really more than a regular console. It's $400 for the bundle, so you're not paying extra, really, for this. Well, now you're not. Usually now you, you're not. Uh, usually you pay like 50 bucks right. more. But for this specific one, you're not. So I think that... Yeah, you could see this as you're getting the game for free. Yeah. But if you hate the design, then... Then you're getting the design for free. Yeah. Like, if you remember, I bought my PS4 around the time that Destiny 2 came out. Yeah. And I had the option oh, of the buying the Destiny 2 bundle, yeah. PS4 Pro. Yeah. Uh, so basically the game would be free. Yeah. Or spay the, spend the same price and get... A standard PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. Or it might have been 50 bucks less. I think it was 50 bucks less. Yeah. Either way. The, Either way proportionally, it. it was the same concept. Yeah. And I hated the look of the PS4 Pro. Yeah. I don't like the white style. I know. So I went with the one that's considered not as good of a deal because I yeah. didn't like the design as much yeah. of the newer one. Yeah. Which I'm thankful now because apparently different models have a fan issue that makes it sound like a jet people describe it as a jet engine (laughs) okay because it's so loud and and hard to like play the game Hmm. that's unfortunate and i don't feel like my consoles have that problem so i must have one of the better maybe you got lucky models because they have different fans in certain ones yeah so fuck yeah yeah a win for you yeah um just for anybody's information they also have a couple other branded accessories that will be available with the same or similar design on it um, there is going to be a, a limited edition wireless headset for a hundred bucks, and a Seagate two terabyte game drive for ninety bucks. That seems high, but I could be wrong. They look cool. That does seem really high. Yeah. Two terabytes. That's like. Yeah. That's like. That should be half that price. Yeah. Uh, and that's still probably high. Yeah. 
So, um, but if you're really into the uh, appearance of things, then you might be willing to pay that price, I guess. Either way, I think the console looks cool, in my opinion. Yeah, and people will and like I it. And I have no experience with the game, so it's really just aesthetic yeah. for well, me. Well, we have the, uh, <laughs> the re- well, not remake. The remaster? The, the remaster on PS4 for yeah. The Last of Us. So, if you want to play it, we can play it. I wouldn't mind streaming it or something. We could do that. Yeah. Okay. Just an idea. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't like not getting credit for games I play. So I guess you better buy a PS4 Pro with the shitty uh, Last of Us Part 2 detail on it. I'm not going to do that. Decal. I'm just going to wait till you get a PS5 and then I can have your PS4. Who says I'm giving it up? Where are you going to put it? Next to my PS5. There's not room. <laughs> There's not room for both. I guess I'll have to get a better... Uh, entertainment thing no. that holds more fucking consoles. That's what I do. You get a new one, I yeah. get your old one. That's how it works. That's, I guess That's how it's worked before. It's, okay. <laughs> I don't want people to think that, like, you just get my trash when I'm over it. <laughs> Let's be very clear. Yeah. The ones you get are because it's better than the one you had. That's so true. you're technically getting an upgrade. Yes. Because I don't want you to be stuck on the old one. Yeah, I know. Okay. Just want to make sure that people don't think like... I don't want anybody to Like, you like... get my like <laughs> shitty chicken bone when I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm just... We, there was no reason for us to both have a PS4 because we already both have an Xbox. And you even bought me the S... Whatever the fuck it is. The Xbox One S. Yeah, because which, you were running on the older because Xbox. Because I have a regular Xbox One. And so we had gotten the new one and that was for me so I wasn't trying to talk shit I was just literally saying there's no reason for us to both have a PS4 so when you get a PS5 I'm assuming I'm gonna get your hand-me-down PS4 yeah well they did say that I believe that PS4 games work or most games should work on PS5 anyway so I guess technically you wouldn't I wouldn't need it so yeah (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll see what happens so yeah you could have my hand-me-down console in that sense okay thanks (laughs) <laughs> well because we play third party games on xbox right because yeah. we could share the game yes and so we have no real purpose for the playstation other than just exclusives in vr right so there's no reason to have two of them in my head if we're only playing the same few games right but i still have to play them on your name and i don't want to do that yeah, I, you're right, I guess. It, yeah. that, it does suck in that sense. Yeah. Otherwise, we have to buy two online accounts. Yeah. Or actually, even the game you couldn't play because it won't let you register the game under your name. No. Yeah. I was actually wondering that. If you owned the game from Plus before and then I got Plus on that console, if it would let me play it. But probably not, huh? Uh, from what I understand, you have to have... You personally have to have... Had it. Yeah, it. it's like a license thing. Okay. It registers that you have the license to use it. Even, so you could delete it. But as long as you re-up plus, you can re-download it later. Okay. Anyway. So it's it's connected to the name, like yeah. you said, not the yeah. not the. I console. just get I just get annoyed if I go th- through a long amount of game and don't get credit for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm just saying you wouldn't want to play on somebody else's name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. I guess I just don't know how to fix it. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> Other than buying you a whole another console. No. And then paying for a whole another live or no, not live. No, we're not doing plus. that. No. I'm not worried about it. Okay. 
But if you wonder why I don't want to play a lot of games on your console, that's why. Although, we'll have to look into this. Yeah. Theoretically, let's say I'm signed in, and then you have your family account, whatever, your your account within the console. Theoretically, you would still have access to my game, I would think. No. No. Because it has to be your home console. Which my brother has activated, so he could play games. Yes. Okay. So really, you're telling me I have to choose between family and family. <laughs> no, I'm not telling you you have to choose. I'm telling you I'm just going to wait because I have plenty of Xbox games to play. Yeah, that's so, true. So, it's not an issue. Okay. <laughs> moving on. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, moving on to VR. Yeah. Which we had referenced earlier. We did. Uh... I am Iron Man. Yeah. As as am I. <laughs> so we are Iron Man, not Venom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're only Iron Man when we are playing VR. Yeah. Uh, specifically the demo for now. Yeah. So they uh, announced, I guess it was a few days ago, uh, I think it was the 21st, they announced that the demo was live and available for people to download on PlayStation in the store for the Iron Man VR game that's coming out in July. I think it's July 3rd. Uh, it's really cool because you, if you play the demo, obviously this is a niche market. You have to have a PlayStation VR to even play the demo. Mm-hmm. And then you have to buy the game. But if you plan to do all of that, you can get a Molten Lava Armor Deco, whatever the fuck a deco is. Deco, right? Deco? What the hell is a deco? I'm assuming it just means decoration. Decoration. Okay. Yeah. They should have said that. <laughs> so a mountain lava armor decoration. So basically a skin, I guess. Seems like we'll it. We'll say. In the full game when it releases. The demo includes, from what we understand, we did play it, but we'll talk about that in a minute. A Malibu tutorial mission. Interactive Stark Jet Cinematic starring Tony Friday and Pepper Potts, the first mission of the game, Out of the Blue, Flight Challenge Optional Mission, Advanced Combat Challenge Optional Mission, and they, that sounds like a good amount of stuff. It in does the, sound in, like it. In the demo, right? Like, yeah. you, you see all that, you're like, wow, that's a lot of stuff for a demo. Yeah. This is going to take me a couple hours. Yeah. But again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the bigger news that they did announce also with the demo is that much like The Last of Us Part Two, the PlayStation VR is getting a bundle. Okay. Which obviously you have to have a PS4 to use the VR. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a bundle with Iron Man VR. So it's going to include the game, the PSVR, the camera, which obviously is needed, and the two move controllers. And then some demo discs, which is kind of a gimmick because those you get for free on the store. Mm-hmm. They come in every... VR bundle is just okay. them to try and promote other games. Gotcha. That's all it is. Uh, and this is all going to be selling for $350. This seems kind of high to me, especially with how many years the VR has been out. Yeah. I feel like it really hasn't gone down in price, though. Has it? It dropped a little bit. And occasionally, if you remember, I think we even bought it when it was on a sale. We did. Uh, occasionally, they'll drop the price to like like 50 or 100 bucks depending on how 
big of a sale they're trying to do to, Tro- to push the it. Price by fifty to hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, they did not. Uh, I'll take ten, <laughs> and then I'll sell them myself for more. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like they'll drop the price that like a little bit off, like yeah. fifty to a hundred dollars. Yeah. I think the lowest I've seen it was like two fifty. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah. And they have different bundles, so there's like you know. Some have the controllers. Some have the controllers. Some, some don't. don't. Some are yeah. just the headset. Some have multiple games. Yeah. It's just really a mix and match depending on what you're looking for. Right. Um, but, you know, the PSVR is a very niche market still. Yeah. But thankfully they've committed to it unlike the Vita. Yeah. That's not shade. That's just a fact. Okay. <laughs> but we did play the demo. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our... What we played this week. Yeah. Uh, we played the demo. Yeah. Uh, what? Give me your thoughts. You were Iron Man. How do you feel about <laughs> playing Iron Man for, um, I guess it was like about a half an hour, I'd say. Was it? it overall, it felt like it was. Between both of us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't, okay. We'll say 20 minutes each. Okay. Sure. It seemed pretty short to me. Um, I thought it was fun. I will give it that, but I feel like given this list of items that I thought we were going to be getting, it seemed like a very short experience. Yeah, in the sense of what we thought we were getting in a demo, yeah. it felt like there was a lot less than it really yeah. was listed. Yeah. Uh, basically, so the Malibu tutorial mission, very straightforward. You're just, the backdrop is his Malibu mansion yeah which seems like it's straight out of the mcu itself yeah. so it makes me wonder if this is based out of the mcu movie mm-hmm. timeline although if you look at pepper it's obviously a different character yeah, that's true but yeah still but the house looked very identical yes it did. so maybe which is an easter egg i don't know yeah but pretty much that just teaches you the controls obviously tutorial yeah. mission mm-hmm. very straightforward no enemies just kind of shoot targets, targets and fly around yeah uh so let's start there. Controls. How do you feel about the controls? Were they the, difficult? They weren't too bad. Honestly, they probably would have been better for me if I played PlayStation more because it would tell me the circle button. And I'm like, I don't fucking know where the circle button is on this controller. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I guess VR is a little bit more complicated because you have to kind of memorize where they are the layout of yeah. the move controller mm-hmm. because you don't know. You can't, you can't look, look at, at it. it. You can't just be like, oh. Yeah, um, that's true. So it was okay once, because actually one, I did like that some of, in some parts of it, it said, um, the lower right. That or, was nice. Yeah. And you don't see that in a lot of games. So that was so really I cool. Was that it highlighted that. The, the location of the button. So you're yeah. like kind of feeling around, but yeah, you get it. But you can get it. Yeah. So for, for the most part, the teaching you how to use the controls was good. The only thing I didn't like was, um, the turning. The turning, and I think that's something that just because of the limitations of VR right now. Yeah. We don't have that dual joysticks in yeah. VR just mm-hmm. yet. That's, you know, yeah. mainstreamed. So a lot of games rely on pushing buttons to rotate your character. Yeah. And I think it also ties into motion sickness to avoid people oh, having to, like, turn around and move all... And get tangled up in your cord yeah. or whatever. Especially since but VR is not like, um, uh, wireless yet. There was a game that I played when during one of those demos that we played at one of the conventions that mm-hmm. used a regular controller. Some games do that, yeah. Um, but you could move more smoothly because you had the joystick. So it kind of makes me wish they would incorporate a joystick into the move controller. 
Okay. Instead of pressing a button to move 45 degrees, if yeah. you could just move and the joystick there over. There are games where you fly around like you are Iron Man yeah. on regular controllers, so yeah. it's not like the controls aren't possible. Yeah. So, I guess the idea is so you could feel like you truly are Iron Man. No, I, I like that. I definitely don't want them to get rid of the move controller functionality because I think having the ability, like you have to put your palms down yeah. for certain things or put your palms up or yeah. forward or whatever. So like that's cool. Yeah. But I, I mean, I had a great time filming, like sitting yeah. there doing poses like I was. Yeah. Yeah. I just wished there um was I wish that the movement thing was a little bit easier cuz you still yeah. found yourself wanting to turn at the same time as pressing the button. It's definitely a curve you have to adjust yeah. to. Yeah. I think the controls make sense for how they laid them out, but it's something that you do need to play a little bit in order to grasp grasp yes. onto what you have to do. Yeah. But I think when we play more, we'll get the hang of the turning. Yeah. And it'll, it's like the motion, uh, the motor skills, I guess. Right. Well, we'll learn that. It'll be memorized rather yeah. than, yeah. So I also was bummed that we didn't get to hear the, uh, whatever it is, the beam that he does. What is that called? Just the noise? Yeah. Like, Doesn't he make the noise in the game? No, I it's never like really some kind of different artillery sound. Gotcha. Um, it's also the demo, though. Yeah. For all we oh, know, true. for all we know, you keep upgrading your armor throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, there probably is a better. And you get those, you know, sounds and and cool yeah, stuff. Because you did start the advanced combat demo, and it had a different type of weapon. Yeah, that which was we interesting. Didn't have in the demo mission. And then when we did that after I beat the original demo mission, I was yeah. like, oh, I must not have known about that. Yeah. So when I went back to play it again, yeah. you you couldn't do it. Right. So it's, it's it was exclusive to that tutorial mission. Yeah. So they mission. probably were just keeping you basic just so you get an yeah. idea of the game. Yeah, they were basically, they were calling us basic bitches. Yeah. Um, I did notice that there was a point at which I looked down or something and I felt kind of dizzy. Mm. Like, okay. That I felt not dizzy, but. Um, like, because you were in the air? I felt that, like, oh fuck, I'm up high. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever that feeling is. Yeah. I just. I was like, oh, God, it actually feels like I'm floating. But, Which is kind of cool. It is really cool, yeah. Like, just the, t- the not even the tutorial, just the intro where you're flying yeah. toward yes. the Iron Man, like, the logo. Or yeah. I was like, this is so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, that alone had me, gi- you know, giggy or giddy. Giddy. Giddy? Giddy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> giggy. Giggity. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think it's really cool. Uh, it was definitely shorter than I expected, but yeah, well, because than... as we've learned, what the interactive dark cinematic. jet cinematic, essentially, it's a cutscene yeah. that you are able to move around in and touch a, items and in. grab one item and yeah. throw it, and that's essentially <laughs> it. There's nothing else to also, it. Also, why do they allow you to throw it? I yeah, don't... <laughs> it's so funny. Was it an afterthought, yeah. or did they just think it was hilarious? So here's things though. There's something in that cutscene where it's a suitcase with his suit in it yes i hope that they allow this in the full game at some point Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a missed opportunity because they didn't have the ability to grab that and then put it on Mm -hmm. like in iron man 2 the actual movie where he's got the suitcase yes at that race and he he does that cool like motion thing with his arms and he's literally putting it on yeah like, it just, that would have been really fun to do in VR. 
Yeah, I'm thinking they will do that in the full game, but because so of the scene that we had to play, they had to make it so you weren't wearing it. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. Because like, it just seems like a huge missed opportunity, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yeah. So, hopefully that's something that they do. And yeah. like you said, like the, the sound effects and stuff. Yeah. Like, hopefully it's more, you know, you get those, like, fun nods to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I reference, like, I hope there's a Unabeam. Yeah. Which is the, the, the energy blast thing. through his chest. Like, yeah. that better be in the game. Because yeah. if not, like, why, why, why yeah. is it not there? You know what else I noticed is in that, at the end, uh, I don't know, is it? Do we do we care about a spoiler for a demo? Is that a thing? I don't think there's really okay. a spoiler for the okay. demo. So at the end, Pepper says, next time I want my own suit. Yeah, which is a clear nod I'm to s- the character. Yeah, but I'm suspecting they're going to end up having that in the game. You think it'll be a co-op then? I think they should. Well, I guess you could not VR. Co-op, It'd be online if it was. Maybe not co-op, or something like that, maybe. I don't know. At the very least, a mission that you play yeah. as her? yeah. Okay. Like, I hopefully. I mean, as we know, VR I imagine games, they would for the female gamers that want to have that character, right? right? I know that uh, VR games are not known for their length and uh, depth, but it would be cool if they went that far. Yeah, they could. They could pull a Puck Man. Yeah. <laughs> and they could do a a Miss Iron Man. Yeah. Spinoff. Yeah, they could. Or call it what I say in Iron Ma'am. Yeah. But the problem is no women like to be called ma'am. It's weird. What's that about? I thought whole, the whole ma'am was like the equivalent to sir. Is that it not is, a thing? but it's like for old women. So Basically, it's insulting to be called sir if you're a young younger person? No, because sir is sir regardless of your age. But ma'am is for older women and miss is for younger women. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. I thought so ma'am was... So if you're called ma'am, it's implied okay. that you're old. So that's why... My English teacher in high school was pissed off when I called her a ma'am. Why would she be... Well, that's weird. She shouldn't be pissed off at that. Okay, well, she was. Okay. Was she, like, really young? I don't know. Oh. She was, I guess, older than me, so... You could have been just being polite. I felt like she was in her early 30s. It's also very different for different areas of the United States, too. Okay. I mean, it because... was not intended to be disrespect. It's no, just, it's not... I thought that ma'am was just, like... Someone older than you, it's like a sign of... Sign of respect. Respect. Yeah, it is. Like, sir. That is not wrong. But young women... I said, who, yes, ma'am, or something. That was, like, my response to whatever she... Oh, she could have thought you were being a smartass then. Okay, well, I mean... Sometimes people... I guess. Get weird about it. But it probably was a... I think there's some women that get upset by being called ma'am because they're afraid of their own age, and it makes them think they're old. They're viewed as old instead of being called miss. Gotcha. Well, that's weird because she shouldn't be trying to get her students to find her attractive. Yeah. Are you saying that older people are not attractive? Because I didn't say that. (laughs) You're just trying to dig me a hole, aren't you? (laughs) You fucked man. (laughs) All right. Well, should we dip dip into uh, TV news then? Did we cover all the... Iron Man demo, or you have more to say? Uh, well, I mean, really it was just like the one mission, right? It, yeah. So the, the, the general premise of the mission was you were on a plane with Pepper and the enemy of the game, which I think they've established in marketing, but mm-hmm. we'll leave it out just in case. Yeah. The villain of the game, at least the mission, uh, attacks the plane, and then you have to 
pretty much fix the plane while it's falling in air mm-hmm. while being attacked by like you know generic things, AI yeah. robot yeah enemies um it's fun it's kind of this cool concept again there was like a a, mo- a moment where I was like oh it's gonna be really cool when we get to do this and then you don't get to, you do, don't it. Get to do it and it's like a very traditional like you see superhero shit you know where they do that you know yeah I'll just say you know it would have been cool if you go underneath the plane yeah. and try to like slow it down from crashing or yeah. whatever but you yeah. don't really do that which i thought would be really fun a thing um you know what else they should have done which i kind of wished were a thing maybe it is in the full game uh superhero landing that better be in the game yeah <laughs> because it's so easy to do with vr <laughs> you come home from work and you just walk in and i'm just sitting there on my standing on my knee where, with move controllers in my hand Get up, turn around slowly, look like an idiot because I have a <laughs> VR headset on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see them really go full on with like known like things that Iron Man does in like the films and all that stuff. Like very fun interactions, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll even be tying to other characters. That would be fucking cool, huh? Yeah. If there's like a mission cool. where you play with other characters. Yeah. That'd be really fun. Okay. Well, uh, this is really just an impression. It's the demo. The game comes out, I believe, July 3rd, if I am correct. I think that's correct. That's another thing actually I want to point out. I thought it was very interesting that... So when you finish the mission, it does the whole Iron Man VR out July 3rd, yeah. 2020, right? Yeah. But there's no option that you go uh, to to pre-order it to pre-order the game which yeah. demos always do huh so i'm curious if that's the thing that happened because of the issue with the delay maybe they decided not to have pre-orders at all for the game hmm. i didn't really check whether you pre-order it in the store or not yet but you could but then people had them refunded so i don't know if they put it at back the time up. yeah so i don't know if they ever put it back up or maybe if they're, they just, just they're not going yet. to bother at this point i don't know Hmm, interesting. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that they didn't even have the option to buy it through yeah. the demo because that's usually what you can do. Right. Um, and one last thing I'll point out that was a really fun interaction with the game, just with the, the layout of the VR. Obviously, they do the cool headset thing, so you see all like the, the tech around your face mm-hmm. in the beginning like yeah. you see Tony have in the movies, yes. which I thought was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and they do like a nice Titanfall thing where the helmet comes on mm-hmm. and then it kind of fades to you just seeing outside. Yeah. So you don't see the, the helmet after that. Yeah. Um, but just the tutorial, not the tutorial, but the, the the UI movement and stuff, menu settings and all that stuff. Yeah. You use your hand and you shoot the the buttons mm-hmm. that you're going to move to to different menus and stuff. Yeah. I thought that was really fun yeah. interaction there. Yeah. Um, so that's really it. Yeah. It's an impression. So we're probably not going to rate it. Obviously, we'll wait for the game to come out in July and we'll, we'll talk about it more then. Yeah. So until then, we'll just eat our cheeseburgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are Iron Man. Okay. What do you think Iron Man does in his free time? <laughs> Eats cheeseburgers? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, 
We've got a couple of uh, announcements for TV news here. What We Do in the Shadows was renewed for season three on FX, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't think I've watched season two. I think I watched... We started season two. Are you sure? No. I, I know I watched part of season one, and then I think I binged it by myself later on a long time ago. I don't think I've seen season two. Oh, I thought we had watched a couple episodes, but I could be making that up. That's season one, I think. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's hard to... It's confusing because of the movie plus this. Yeah, well, we did watch the movie. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, I'm excited for it. It's a good show. What what I saw, I enjoyed. It's not as good as the movie, but... No, not at all. That's just because it's not the same characters. Right, right. But one of the guys that's in it is actually the guy from uh, the IT crowd. He plays, like, the CEO guy. I recognized him from that. Oh, okay. And he's a very similar clueless type character. So it's... Is he one of the vampires? Yeah. Okay, you'll have to point him out when yeah. we watch it again because yeah. we subscribe to Hulu so we can watch it. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. Um, and Chelsea Handler has a stand-up set for HBO Max. Okay, which... is this going to be on launch? Uh, or just at some point? I think it just it says at some point. I, I know they had sure. like a list of bunch of stuff coming out uh, later on in June, not necessarily when it comes out, mm-hmm. which I guess is what in two days. Yeah, it's like the twenty seventh. I think yeah. it launches. Yeah, um, I think it might be just later on because she hasn't had a stand up since twenty fourteen. Oh so wow, this is really exciting. It was her Uganda. Be kidding me? I think is what uh, it was called. Yeah, yeah, she has kind of fallen off the yeah. face of She's the earth. She's had her like show. Another, the late show. The, yeah. Does she still do that? I don't know. I think so. The Chelsea Lately show. Chelsea Lately. Yeah, I don't mean I. It was like on E or something. Yeah. Okay. I haven't watched it in a long time, so I don't know. But yeah. Either way, she's coming back to stand up, so that's pretty exciting. She's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. If I get more information on it, I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, HBO Max is coming out. Yes. It's gonna get a bunch of new subscribers. Yeah. Maybe even some of Netflix's because. Netflix has announced that they will start canceling inactive accounts from subscribers because you can, you know, pause your account, I believe, whatever. They give you the option of just putting it on hold so you can come back without the annoyance of having to re, you know, register your your name and all that stuff to Mm -hmm. get an account. Yeah. Uh, So inactive customers will start seeing the feature roll out via in-app notifications or email this week here's the thing what they're doing is anyone who hasn't touched it for a year mm-hmm. it's a very long time it's a very long time if you haven't touched it for a year you probably don't know you even have netflix still yeah right which is a good thing that netflix is trying to yeah do <laughs> so in that case they're sending out emails or notifications through the in app like they said uh if they don't get a response then they're going to just cancel it yeah so that's kind of cool, I guess. That's yeah, that's really good. Uh, and I thought it was a little weird though, because I feel like wouldn't for a stockholder standpoint, you want to have all of those imaginary subscriptions, even though if they're not active, it says, "Oh, see, we got these many people connected to our our uh, service." Yeah, I don't know because I feel like that would Im- impact their numbers, but. Check this out. The company saw a huge uptick in subscribers in the past quarter Mm -hmm. just because of the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
it says the, the Netflix Netflix reported 183 million subscribers at the end of the first quarter this year. Okay. It's a pretty big number. I don't know what it was how much that. bigger that is from what yeah. they had. I'm curious like what the difference was from the start of the pandemic to now. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're not worried about subscribers. Yeah. I wonder why, what their actual reasoning is for getting rid of these inactive accounts. Because you're right. I can see them not wanting to falsely inflate their numbers. But um, usually having more subscribers looks better from a stockholder's That's what I was thinking. Is Just on a business standpoint, it would help them. For me, I'm like, oh, that's really nice of them to not continually charging people that aren't using the service. But there's got to be another reason. Maybe it's just more efficiency on their end for um, data. Maybe. Like mining, not mining, uh, data organization. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe if they get rid of those subscribers, they don't have to keep their watch lists or anything anymore or something like that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. They could clear up some server. For, that could be it. Maybe they could shut down servers if they don't need to use them. I don't know. but I mean. Or dedicate them to the streaming. <laughs> hmm? Or dedicate rededicate them to like using for some yeah. other re- purpose or perhaps this is a strategy maybe it's a, a PR strategy to get the people to remember that, that you know maybe the people who don't realize that they've been on hold for the yeah. last year yeah maybe it'll be like a, a a marketing attempt to spark their like oh yeah yeah and then they just re-up it mm, and then okay. they can get a, a, a percent of those people back paying again versus just up and canceling right right that's true could be that tactic that's true i know a lot of people have been at home using netflix a lot lately but i guess if there's people who really haven't been working then putting it on hold would have been an option to save money so yeah could be it so i guess like that's probably why this might get negative press people are getting their netflix if they well, this is over a year, though, so never mind. Stand by. I'm just pretend I didn't. Stand by. Pretend don't I... do anything. Yeah. She'll let you know when she needs yeah. you. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't understand it. But I don't really see it as a bad thing because they're yeah. giving you a choice, so. Yeah. Just answer your fucking emails, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> just like your opinion and stuff. Man. Yeah. Oh, white Russian. That sounds good. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I think they have those in Warzone. Yeah. Okay. Just gonna answer the phone. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons. Not yes. something that you think would be a topic of discussion, but right. it is. Right. Uh, specifically the old episodes that people like apparently still watch. Okay. So if you remember, they were added all to the Disney Plus service. Right. All seasons, and they were trying to be kind and uh adjust them to the 16 by 9 ratio that uh-huh. modern TVs use. Right. Unfortunately, doing so affected jokes within the show because it cut off borders of the show, making some jokes oh, not work because I you see. don't get, you just lose the joke. Interesting. Because it's based off background stuff. Yeah. In the in the scene. Uh, so, Disney said, you know, they had announced that they were going to fix this at some point and then it gave a couple more, like, range dates but not the specific date uh it's official may 28th they will be back to their 4-3 ratio for people to enjoy and get the jokes good 
I know one specifically was like the Duff Beer Brewery had had a tube that went and then separated into three tubes mm-hmm. and it went into like the different Duff Beer uh-huh. uh tanks. Oh yeah. And, and so the, the joke was that it was the same beer yeah. just marketed as different beers. Yeah. But that pipe was cut off oh. in the formatting and so the joke was just not there got it so they go okay yeah so it's it's beer yeah they have three beers so i guess for the people who care about seeing the old episodes and want to know that the joke is still there you're welcome disney got <laughs> you they got you covered yeah that was some good news there's other some good news Mm-hmm. Via a YouTube show by John Krasinski. Oh, yes. However, you could argue this is some bad news. Okay. Please explain. <laughs> okay. So, via Collider, uh, he's struck a deal with CBS slash Viacom. Okay. And they have actually bought the property of some good news. So how do you buy the property of like a desktop home TV? Yeah, show? it's very weird. I I mean, the whole idea of the show too was like a I assumed was intended to be a temporary thing during the quarantine and yeah. not something he was going to continue years yeah. later. Yeah, it was just basically a YouTube channel, right? So he sold the show essentially to CBS. Um, it's apparently a massive deal. So under the terms. Comedy Central Productions will produce a weekly format of the show for CBS All Access. Right there, that's a red flag. So yeah. now it's limited to anybody who has a subscription. Yeah. Uh, alongside short form content across their other Viacom outlets like CBS News. So basically like Quibi style yeah. content, I assume. Okay. Um, so and the worst part of this whole thing, uh, Krasinski will not be a part of it. Uh, as the host anymore. He's not going to be the host. We'll They're going to find somebody else. Uh, but he will continue as a recurring presence on the show occasionally. Okay. I don't know if that's every episode or just some episodes. Yeah. I'm sure it may start as every episode and slowly shift to probably completely absent, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this is pretty bad news, personally. Yeah. He gave a quote, typical PR could not be more excited and proud to be partnering with CBS Viacom to be able to bring some good news to so many more people. From the first episode, our goal was to create a news show dedicated entirely to good news. Never did I expect to be joining the ranks of such a historic news organization as CBS. Like I said, I feel like this defeats the whole point How is he of what the show was. How is more people when you now have to pay for it? Exactly. <laughs> so you're, you're now making a small market that has to pay in order to see the show. Yeah. Outside of the CBS news bits, which sure. Okay. Whatever. But it just feels like it defeats the point. Like I said, realistically, the show was probably going to end at some point once life got back to normal after pandemic and yeah. quarantine and all that stuff. So maybe that's why the deal was struck. Cause he's like, well, I, this wasn't meant to be anything anyway. So I might as well get a paycheck out of it before it's over yeah. anyways. Yeah. Which, you know, that's just my speculation. That's not yeah. anything that's proven. So you could look at it however you want, whether that's the case or not. But like you said, it, it limits the viewer base because it's all now limited to CBS, all yeah. access. Yeah. Which I don't think they're getting a lot of people. Yeah. Plus, 
some good news is intended for like younger people. I feel like. Yeah. And, and are they like getting CBS people. All Access? Come on now. Yeah, that's a fair. The point. hippest thing on there is gonna be Star Trek Discovery, right? You know what's funny is which is still people. older people, I imagine. Right. When I tried to call customer service because that like code thing didn't work, uh, there was a thing on the phone that was like, "We have a special offer. If you are fifty years old or older, press one. <laughs> if you're not, press two. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, okay. Why would it matter what your apparently, age is? Apparently, the special offer is only valuable to the older people because whenever I press it's two, like a, it literally hung up on me. <laughs> like, multiple We're offering times, you to fuck off. Multiple times, it just went to a dead end. And I was like, what? Okay, so, so I guess I, I'll press one. So I gave up and I emailed them and I got a response. Okay. Maybe they were like, young people don't use phones. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're not old. <laughs> So, I don't know. That This sounds like bad news to me. Yeah. I'm not thrilled about it. To be honest, I didn't really go out of my way to watch some yeah. good news. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed what bit. it was. If it was shared by yeah. somebody, I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they'll be available later on on YouTube as well or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe CBS's site will have them. I don't know the ins and outs of that stuff. But yeah. it seems like it's basically being, being put behind a paywall now. Yeah. So, that's unfortunate. Uh, what else is unfortunate? I guess depending how you look at it. Again. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Rose. This is actually the second biggest DC news, I guess you could say, this week. Ruby Rose uh, quit Batwoman. She is no longer going to be continuing the show after season one, which I think just ended. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Uh, so, she said on, I think, I don't know, this was her notice i guess social media notice i have made the very difficult decision to not return to batwoman next season this was not a decision i made lightly as i have the utmost respect for the cast crew and everyone involved with the show in both vancouver and in los angeles i am beyond appreciative to greg berlanti sarah schecher 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 Sarah and <laughs> Carolyn Dries for not only giving me this incredible opportunity, but for welcoming me into the DC universe they have so beautifully created. Uh, so multiple sources are saying that she was unhappy with the long hours that were required as the star of the show, as the mm-hmm. series lead, uh, and it led to friction on set. If you remember, she had an injury earlier this year. Yeah. That was like emergency surgery. Yeah. About a, a stunt that went wrong. Yeah. Um. So that was the early speculation was something about that was causing her problems. And that's why she left. Mm-hmm. But that's been kind of dismissed over the, the sources saying that it's more about the commitment hours to the show. Yeah. That she just can't do. Or I guess wants to, doesn't want yeah, to do. Yeah, she had never had like a lead role really before. Yeah, she's always been kind of a, a background character or, or a supporting character. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers and her decided to part ways uh, based off the friction that was on set. They said that they will be looking for a new lead actress and member of the LGBTQ community in the coming months. Which I believe she was, right? Isn't yeah. she... I don't. I don't know what she identifies. She as, is a but, member of that community. I but, don't know in what way. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was her first leading role, though. Yeah. Like you said, she 
she was on Orange is the New Black in some capacity for a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been in some movies that I want to say she was in John Wick three, if I'm correct. She was. Okay. How do you feel about this? Um, do you think it impacts her uh, ability to get a a gig in the future? Is it negative on her? No, not really. I personally, from the very limited amount that I saw of her as Batwoman, didn't like it. So I think that this shouldn't have a negative impact. If anything, it showed she could do it, but I don't think the role is right for her. Okay. So. I'm just kind of curious. Kind of, You kind of brought it up a little bit. I'm, I'm just curious if maybe it's she's not used to the workload of being a lead. Because obviously there's more to the job if yeah. you're a star versus somebody who just a supporting character she's the lead but that she's she's a solo she's the face she's a solo person like that like batwoman it works alone doesn't Mm -hmm. she is that correct um i've only only seen her in the crossovers so i don't know but she seems like she works i assume since it's cw that she has a crew that she help that helps her I really don't know. Okay. I honestly, well, I haven't watched the show. All I've seen is through the the, inf- the crossovers, the, the crisis yeah. thing. And that we based just on saw. the crossovers, it seems to me like she works alone, and so that in and of itself makes it difficult because Supergirl is the star of her show, or whatever. And obviously not Supergirl, but you know what I mean. But Melissa Beno is the star of that show, mm-hmm. but she has a ton of other people that are always in it as yeah. well. So it probably is a little bit harder if this is just I my mean, assumption. There's got to be at least a couple characters that she interacts with or else the show wouldn't work she has to have relationships that's yeah. just a part of story building i know i'm just suspecting that she's more of a loner type because she references that okay anyway i don't know um i'm just curious if if it looks bad that she walked away after getting the job i don't know because it was rumored that she wasn't handling she wasn't the handling the workload yeah. Is that going to look bad on her for getting other jobs? I don't know. In Hollywood. Um, I mean, she does have the whole injury thing. That's true. It's also possible that from this she learned she doesn't want to be a leading role. Maybe she wants to be a supporting That's actress. That's true. Maybe she just doesn't like Maybe she wants to be more now. of an ensemble cast, like with Orange is the New Black. So yeah, yeah. It, it could be that she just learned that that's not for her. Or maybe the part wasn't for her. Maybe she learned she didn't like it after all. I yeah, don't, that I don't, happens. I personally didn't love her as Batwoman. I think some of the yeah, other. I, I don't know if I saw enough to really base what I think of her. I just, I know there was controversy with her being cast to begin with because of things that she said or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think there's other people in the running for maybe replacing her that I would think would do a better job. Probably. Yeah, uh, I know we have heard from Stephanie Beatrice, who plays. Uh, Rosa, is it? Rosa. On Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Uh, she's apparently already campaigning for the role. I, I'm here So I that. assume that means she's a part of that community, which makes sense because her character is on Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's something I learned about her. I yeah. didn't. I thought that was just the character, but yeah. that's her, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then also, if you remember a character from Krypton... Uh, I don't know her character's name, actually, but uh, the actress is Wallace Day. She was, like, the daughter of, like, one of the politician guys. Mm, uh-huh. Um, she was asked, or somebody tweeted to her about how the job was open and uh, she should look into it. Her response was, uh, that would be a dream job. 
So take that, you know, however you wish. It, yeah. it, it could just be her being polite, but maybe she's interested in the job now. Yeah. And again, I'm assuming that means that she's in the community. Yeah. So I mean, uh, is there anybody in top of your mind that you... No, honestly, the first person on the top of my list was Stephanie Beatrice. Okay. Because I had heard that she was interested in the, uh, I guess, back when... Okay. Before... Honestly, I would never have thought of her, but I could see it. Yeah, I feel like... The character in Brooklyn Nine, I feel like, matches. Yeah, so this Batwoman character... I don't know how they're going to do it if they're going to have the actress just replace her and have, have she'll be the same person. It'll be the same, yeah. They'll just, so basically it'll the, be like the, Batman to Batman Returns. The way that she comes off in the crossovers and the few pieces of things I've seen her in as Batwoman, Ruby Rose, uh, it, she's supposed to be this like hardened, like broody character, and I feel like I don't buy it from her. Okay. And I would totally buy it from Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that, yeah. yeah. Again, her character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine is yeah. very uh, tough. and Yeah. Yeah, I think they need to fix the fucking wig. Yeah. The red wig, the I think, thing. is just so bad looking it's that it, it's hard to take the, the character seriously, I think, yeah. no matter who's in the, it's awful. in the costume. Yeah. Did you say that that red wig was part of the comics? Like, that's how it was? Yeah, so I think she's, yeah. It, it may matter, it may be, like, different comic variants of the okay. character but i know that she was a redhead at some capacity but then i think the others she was like short-haired mm-hmm. but the wig was to disguise who she was right because a short-haired woman especially when those comics were being written probably wasn't as common yeah yeah uh, but don't quote me because i honestly i'm not very familiar okay. with that woman so well i hope that they fix that wig because if they could fix the wig i could probably take it seriously it's the the wig. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, it's just too. It's too red. <laughs> it's too red. It's yeah. not good. <laughs> yeah. It's not like poison ivy, like that. It would work on poison ivy, but it doesn't work on her. Yeah, I, I, I could see Stephanie uh, Beatrice. I don't know who I could think of off the top of my head to be the character to replace her. I feel like there were rumblings before this show started that Stephanie Beatrice wanted to do it. Probably. And I think that's why I had her. Which in my then head. means let's say she gets it. So, assume she's off of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or I think scheduling could work out if they do uh, opposite scheduling. Uh, I don't know. Are they opposite scheduling? I don't know. That's I, mean, I have how, no idea. How do they compare? Well, I don't know when Batwoman season is, but I assume it's the same time as... Well, I, if I'm correct, what did we say? I think it was January was going to... No, it can't be now, because they... Isn't it, it the, wouldn't it be the same as Supergirl and no, Flash? No, Fall, right? I think Fall was going to be... Either way. Supergirl was fall. Flash and Batwoman were going to be January. Okay. For the new season. Okay. I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is fall. But that means they have to like start filming then. Because yeah. <laughs> we're halfway through the year. Yeah. <laughs> and they need now, they now need a new lead. So Yeah. It's awkward. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I assume that probably means she would leave, the sh- leave Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, yeah. I mean, she but I'm assuming to. that show is probably towards the end of its... Probably it was already it's at this it was point. already you know in its junior term leaving yeah Fox going yeah. into NBC yeah so there's only so much they can do I think at this point yeah yeah so I probably a matter matter of a year or two left for that show maybe a couple yeah. seasons yeah I agree okay uh well that's really it for news uh, we watched some stuff we did. We'll start with the, the smaller things first, and we'll jump to the bigger one. Okay. Okay, so Flipped was a Quibi show we watched. Yes. 
uh, starring Caitlin Olsen and Will Forte uh, as Cricket and Jan Melfi. Cricket and Yawn. Oh. It's that, spe- it's duh, because that's yeah. the, the whole rhyme yeah. of the show. Yeah, flip it and gone. <laughs> Cricket and Yawn. <laughs> yeah. I had to think about that now. Yeah. yeah. Duh. <laughs> I... Because I kind of like read it. I was like, that doesn't sound that doesn't right. Seem, yeah, when I was writing it down, I was like, this doesn't seem right. I was like, oh, it's European. Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, so we had talked about this earlier when we first started the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've completely watched it. It was like 10 episodes, I think. 11. 11? Yes. Okay. About eight minutes each. Something like that. Yeah. So uh, it... I thought was really funny. I, I really enjoyed the humor. I think they yeah. had great chemistry together. Absolutely. Uh, I loved their banter. Uh, basic premise is they leave their jobs to try and pursue being uh, house flippers. TV house flippers. Yeah, they yeah. wanted to become celebrities and mm-hmm. they're jealous of this couple that does it on whatever yes. HGTV, yeah. whatever they're Played they were. by Rebecca Romaine and. Uh... Jerry O'Connell? I don't know his name, but he's like in everything yeah. from like the 90s and stuff. He was in like the Piranha movie remake. Joe's Apartment, he was the lead in that. Yeah, Jerry O'Connell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this show. Like, uh, it, it made me laugh a lot. Uh, yeah. It, I feel like it changed plot points like three times. Be- Same. Before the show was over. Yeah. And I did... It always kept me on my feet because, like, I was like, oh, I don't... Okay. Right. So, this is just, like, a funny... They do house remodeling. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, this nope. is something else. That's not what happened. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, this is always going to end a certain way. And yeah. then, nope, nope, this turned now into something else third now. third thing, yeah. And I was like, so I guess we're getting a season two then. It seems like it. Because it was clearly... Yeah. Something that was going to go on. set up for that. Uh, I I had a great time with this. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, I guess, says it's a 71% and 67% audience. Yeah. Which is probably... I can see that because some people probably, I assume, rated it low because it was on Quibi and it was short form. Yeah, that's true. We have to look at the reviews about why people Yeah, would, I didn't look at the rest uh, of them. but And then some people just don't care for that humor. Yeah. Some people are not funny. Also, what I've learned with uh, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes... Yeah. Uh, the critics... Don't necessarily always watch every episode of the shows. True, yeah. They watch like the first one, maybe a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And then they make their entire review on the season yeah, so based for off this that. Specific so this thing, show changes a lot multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. It keeps the comedy and the tone, but, but different it, it changes the plot and, and it adds different characters throughout it and, and shifts things like that. Yeah. So if somebody reviewed it based off the first two episodes. They wouldn't even they know wouldn't what the have show any was. any idea what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And can I just go on a rant for a minute? Okay. Don't fucking review a show if you haven't watched the whole thing. Right. Right. Also, especially if the show is eight fucking minutes long. Just watch the whole season. It's not like it's going to ruin your to life. To be fair, we don't know that that happened. That I people guarantee you at least didn't one person. Didn't do that. Didn't follow through the whole show. At least one person did that. I'm, I'm 100% certain. Probably true. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't necessarily have. Well, I'm still mad at this hypothetical person. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothetically, they're Regardless not, of they're not long, coming to your birthday party. Yeah, party. yeah. <laughs> Regardless of how long the episodes are, though, don't fucking review it as a critic if you haven't watched the whole thing. That's just how it works. You don't get to review it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. How is that a reason? Ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was doing the uh, Kirby Enthusiasm. I, did, uh, I didn't get it out till months after the show aired because mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it. We didn't have HBO and mm-hmm. finally got it and watched it all before I did the review. Yeah. But I, you know, 
that's on me for being late to it, but at least I watched it all. Yeah. Exactly. I would rather watch a thorough, accurate review based on somebody who watched the whole thing. I would rather read that later mm-hmm. than read somebody who watched two episodes and was like, nah, this yeah. is trash. Plus, we're in a world now where you don't have to sit down at 8 p.m. on a Friday to watch something. Yeah. Like, you you can watch it whenever the fuck you feel like exactly. it. Exactly. Whenever it airs, you just go watch it on your convenience. Yeah. So... It's always new to somebody. Yeah. There's always people that are now going to be jumping into something. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, I would say I, I really liked it. I, I'm going to give it five flips, I guess. I, I, I really found myself binging this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really tired the other night whenever I was finishing it, but I was like, no, I have to finish it because yeah. it's really good. And I guess the one complaint I will have, not really about the show, but just the concept of the watching on your phone... It's tiresome because yeah. you have to hold the fucking phone up yeah. to watch the show. It's not meant for binging. It's, it's meant not for... meant for binging in yeah. that sense. Yeah, I agree. So I'm either really fucking weak <laughs> or it's just... My uh, nightstand has like a little thing that I can... Yeah, I was trying to like rig like, oh, I'll set the controller up. I was got on, yeah. the, ca- on the chair yeah. downstairs. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll set the controller and yeah. I'll put my cup there and it'll like block it from falling. You need to get one of these things because it'll and work. it just... Yeah, it was... I took a good amount of time just to try and figure out how to do that instead of just holding it. Yeah. For anybody's reference, he doesn't have a kickstand or a pop socket on his phone like a lot of people yeah, do. I don't so even know what the flat. second one was. This so. is a pop socket. Okay. So it goes flat. Socket like it's pop. And then you can pull it out to make it a stand. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get, get you one of these guys. I don't really want one. Okay. I think it's ugly and weird. Well, it's useful. <laughs> Still ugly For and weird. For some reason, I wanted to be like, you're ugly and weird. <laughs> Well, the joke would be on you. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a five as well. Okay. Yeah, I I, it, I think it's probably one of the best on there. We've watched a few other things. Yeah. I'm still in the middle of the 50 states of horror and some oh, other right, stuff. Right. Reno 911's down there. We haven't watched know, any of that. We have to watch some of that. And then I peeked at the first episode of Barkitecture, which I talked about when I watched the trailer. It's just as good as I expected. So okay. So we're definitely going to check it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch those <laughs> shows and we'll come back with that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. so far, I've, I've really enjoyed this show. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely the best one. Because I watched a couple of others, and it's funny and entertaining. At the same. It's not just jokes. Yeah, and arguably the probably the bigger names that they have, aside from, uh, what's her name, from X-Men and Game of Thrones. Sasha. No. Sophie. Sophie Turner. <laughs> Sophie Turner. And then Liam, Liam Hemsworth. Okay, all right. Never mind then. Okay. <laughs> but they are but big they're names. they're the biggest comedy names for sure. Yeah. yeah. They got Big Bird. <laughs> yeah. And the last man on earth. Yeah. <laughs> Big bird. Anyone who watches It's Always Sunny will know the reference. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, should I talk about my quick one real quick first? Yes. Okay. Um, I started watching The Great on Hulu. And I only watched, I only watched three episodes, so I'm just going to quickly recommend that people watch it. Because it's entertaining. It's got Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt as Catherine and Peter III of Russia. Um, Catherine is... She plays, or she's the character that will become Catherine the Great, and it's loosely based on history. Obviously, there's a bit of improvisation uh, to make things funnier because it's a comedy. It's not like a period piece where it's like all serious. It's supposed to be funny, and so okay, it's like I feel like that seems to be the mashup these days is is period pieces with like really like quirky humor. Yeah, it's like British comedy essentially. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's entertaining and uh, sometimes a little bit annoying as a... I don't know. Sometimes seeing what happened, if this was any at, at all relevant to how history happened, some of it is very infuriating. Yeah. Um, but it is overall entertaining, and I'm excited to see the arc of where uh, the character of Catherine goes with what she's planning on doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just throw in our news that we have that's related to that right now. Yeah. Just kind of get it out of the way. Okay. Uh, Nicholas Holt, as you referenced... He's on the show. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, he actually was going to be in Mission Impossible 7 mm-hmm. and is now going to step out from that project because of the delay of this show during the pandemic oh, filming. Okay. for filming is going to interfere with Mission Impossible 7 now. Oh. So he had to uh, walk away from that project and it's going to be replacing his character with the actor As- Asai Morales. Sure. Yeah. Ize? Ize. We'll I go with Ize. I think it's Azai. Azai Morales. Okay. Uh, that's very unfortunate. And there's... It's potential he could come back in, Final, or in Mission Impossible 8, but... You were going to say Final Fantasy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> in, <laughs> in Mission Impossible 8, but that's just, I assume, depending on what the story plot of 7 is. Yeah. So that's unfortunate for him. Yeah. But, you know, he is on this show the great and so it's good to see that it seems like it's a good show and i mean obviously this is just acting but it seems like he's having a good time on the show so i'm, I'm sure it's a yeah. nice change up from you know x-men and all yeah. the more serious uh yeah action-based movies he's done yeah definitely although he was in token wasn't he wasn't he the character i don't know anything about that token oh tolkien okay Tol- oh sorry token. i heard token like Oh, I probably okay. said that. <laughs> Tolkien. Yes, he was in the Tolkien show. What, the movie? Movie. Movie? Oh, I thought it was like a limited series. No, it's oh, a movie. okay, It whatever. just didn't do yeah, well. Yeah, he was in that. Okay. I think it's on HBO. Uh, lastly, we watched Solar Opposites, the animated show exclusive to Hulu. Yep. It was uh, created by Justin Roiland of Rick and Morty fame and Mike McMahon. The, um, this is a really interesting show. The Rotten Tomatoes statistics, for anybody's reference, are uh, 89% critics and 74% for the audience. I think it's interesting there's such a discrepancy there, because I would have thought it'd be the opposite. Yeah, it does seem lower for the audience, because we know that the show is based off the people who made Rick and Morty. Yeah. And people lose it. Yeah, people love Rick and Morty. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things where it's just not quite the same, because it's not Rick and Morty. Right. Even if it's deemed good. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels like it's missing something. It's like when um, J.K. Rowling wrote another book that wasn't Harry Potter. It wasn't good. <laughs> what was that? What did she write? Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a... Like, I read it. Fairy Twatter? No. Ew. <laughs> it was, uh, like, just an English fiction. Uh, I literally don't, don't even remember the name. It was that good. Mary Squatter? No. Okay. But I'm assuming it could be the same kind of phenomenon where people didn't really take to the other material because the original one that they love from this creator is so beloved. Oh, it was Larry Farter. No. It wasn't even about a boy. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so Justin Roiland also voices Corvo, one of the main characters. and Which, 
you can tell right away that he's the voice of Rick because yeah. they sound very similar, but mm-hmm. they're just Corvo is more tolerable in my yeah, opinion. Corvo's not like a drunken old man, so <laughs> he sounds very like more sounds normal, but you crazy. get the, you hear the voice. Yes, you can recognize it, but it's not to the point where it makes you want to tear your ears out, which is why tear I, them out. Which is why I can't watch Rick and Morty. Um, and the other the other main character, Terry, is voiced by Thomas Middleditch of Silicon Valley fame. And I think it's hilarious because Thomas Middleditch is, like, we're used to seeing him as this kind of, like, nerdy, quiet guy or whatever. And then he plays the person, the other one who's, like, the partier, who's, like, trying to be friendly and... Yeah, that, that was a big shock when I realized who is the voice. Yeah. Because I was like, that does... I did not catch that at all. Yeah. I saw one thing that said that Justin Roiland did both voices, but literally everything else that I found said Justin, uh, what's his name? Thomas Middleditch was Terry's voice. So it's even, so I don't know. Well, I'll just go back and look at the credits. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> uh, just for anybody who doesn't know, the premise of the show is uh, basically aliens yep. from another planet. Uh, their planet's exploding, so they it, basically it's Superman. They yeah. they they yeah. get they partner up on spaceships, and then they leave to go to other planets to then terraform to find a new planet to make short. it their new planet. Yeah, and so they crash land on Earth, thinking it's like prehistoric times <laughs> yeah. when there's like no life, yeah. and they could just do this. And they realize that it's modern time, and there's life all yeah. over the place. And they ended up crashing on like this house and then they end up buying or renting the house house, and that's where they live in this neighborhood yeah uh it's pretty much a lot of gags based off space technology Mm -hmm. and them adapting to living human life yeah this family unit has a hard time figuring out deciding between whether they hate it or love it yeah one of the characters specifically hates it and then the rest of them are kind of i don't know they're just kind of just back and forth of hating and loving it and trying to figure out how to adapt and keep themselves at the same time. Yeah. And there's, so there's four of them. Mm-hmm. Two of them are children, but I don't think they're their kids. No. They kind of get into it. I don't want to really say oh. what it is, okay. but it seems like there's some kind of suggested relationship that they don't blatantly say, I feel like. Well, they say. It, it took me a while to figure it out. Oh, they so, say replicants clones essentially of them yeah basically they uh it's these two aliens and each of them has a replicant who appears to be a child their younger basically clone version of them yeah but one is like a female yeah at least she's dressing as a female but then there's another discussion in the show about that too so yeah and then a pupa course yeah which is this life form that has a greater purpose within the show that you learn throughout yeah and that character definitely felt like it was uh, the nibbler yes. of this show. Definitely. Or, you know, like, I'm trying to think of another show similar to this. I feel like, honestly, there's a little bit of Lisa from The Simpsons. Not Lisa, sorry. Uh, Maggie from The Simpsons as well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these characters that are very cookie cutter, I feel like... Uh, roles in the at the very least in the role not necessarily personality but the roles they seem like yeah i don't know you you could kind of like see that they were 
characters, especially Rick and Morty. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have not watched Rick and Morty. I, you know, it's one of those shows that I can't get past the voice. Well, we though I hear how we watched we've some, watched it, but, but not we don't watch it, it. not yeah. <laughs> voluntarily yeah. because we were in a group of people who were all like, we let's were, watch this. We were tied down and our eyelids were taped yeah. open. Yeah. yeah, we were tortured for hours. Yeah. Um. I never had interest to go back, but I gave this show a shot because, I guess, why the fuck not? It's on Hulu. I yeah. knew the voices weren't as bad. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this show. Yeah. Uh, I think I binged it pretty much in one day. I think I watched the last two, like, the next morning. Oh, okay, yeah. But I essentially watched it in a day period. Yeah, and then whenever I went back to it, I think I watched the rest of it in one day as well. Maybe. And it has a subplot that I really was not expecting. Because the show is very much a, a hyperbolic comedy about adapting, you know, to different cultures, right? Yes. And then they have the subplot where one of the children shrinks people. Mm-hmm. And then he puts them into this, what they call the wall. Yeah. Which is basically like a giant hamster, yeah, a it's cage, like a huge wall on the wall, full of terrariums that are connected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it starts with he just like I don't like the way this guy looked at me, or I don't like the way he treated me, so I shrunk him and put him in here. Yeah. Then it turns into ooh, I needed somebody with a red jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and so he just starts collecting people. Yeah. And like that's like a whole like premise itself between him and his sister and where that goes, but um. <sighs> I didn't even realize. That's like a, a whole statement to people who have exotic animals where they're like, oh, this one has this, this Yeah, I feature. guess you're right. I guess you're right. It's awkward. Pure breeding and all that. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of dives into its own exclusive episode. I think it's like two thirds into the season. Mm-hmm. They give that one an exclusive episode, which does its own thing. It's not at all like the other. No episodes because it's yeah. it's solely focused on these characters who yeah. you don't really know until mm-hmm. this episode but my god did they do a lot with the one episode oh, yeah. to the point that I legitly would love to see that spin off into its own show yeah it's got some really great I'm sure we're just gonna end up seeing more of it in the new iteration that will that we see probably in the next season yeah of, I yeah. think it I think overall people loved that episode. I think yeah. they're going to probably expand on that within yeah. the next season. Yeah. Because this is definitely going to the next season. I think they even said that uh-huh. at the end of this show, don't they? Oh, I don't know. I, don't know I thought they did. Yeah. But, probably. Um, yeah. Like, oh my God. I just really loved it. Yeah. It did more for the type of theme that that episode was than shows with multiple seasons of that same theme have done. Yeah. And I'm being very vague because I don't want to give it away. Right. But my God, was it fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was pretty intense. And even within that, it, the funny thing they did with that, too, was... So you're seeing the episode of all these people in the wall. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then, because it's like a giant... Glass. Glass yeah. cage thing. Mm-hmm. You're seeing... The background is the room. Yeah. With the characters that you know. Yes. And they have some They're fucking still weird doing something. scheme going on that yeah. involves something I don't want to yeah. say again. But yeah. 
Like, they never really get into that. Yeah. And so the whole episode I'm watching that, I'm like, oh, okay, that's going to be the next episode is going to be the other side of this same yeah. timeline. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. You never get a reference to what that fucking episode was yeah. with them in the background. So I really hope that season two does that, mm-hmm. where they, they, they align it that way, where mm-hmm. you see that episode. Because it looked like it had some really good fucking like yeah. gimmicks in it. Yeah. It does kind of make me wonder if there are other sections that you see the wall in the background, if there's something going on that we didn't notice. Oh, like on other episodes where there's like smaller scenes of, yeah, of in, the, the wall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's something we could go check out. Yeah. Overall, um, I really enjoy the show to the point that I'm probably going to go check out Rick and Morty now. Yeah. Uh, especially since people say that they've found Rick and Morty to be better. I've been told for years that I would like Rick and Morty, and I'm like, but my ears are bleeding. That's the problem. I want to like it because it seems like it'd be fun yeah. and funny, but the voices make me go bananas. I, I, don't, I don't like them, so yeah. I'm willing to try it again, though. We'll see what happens. We should start like a business where we voice over mm-hmm. shows of, have of characters that have annoying voices yeah. with like normal voices. <laughs> yeah. And we sell those episodes. Yeah, for people who have the same problem. Yeah. They're like, I really want to watch The Nanny, but... (laughs) That's a great callback. My God, did that bother me. Or the... I don't know if that's really her voice, though, or if it's just the show. Fran Drescher? No, I don't... No, no, no. I'm talking... I have my head somebody else. Oh, okay. The the woman from uh, Will and Grace... Oh, yeah. She's also Megan in Parks Lally. and Rec. Like, she's in a lot of things. I think it is might that be her actual voice? I think it might be her real voice. I think she's in Frasier, too, wasn't she? I don't think I've ever seen her with any other voice. Was she in Frasier? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. I know she's married to um, Ron. What's his name? Oh, they're actually married. In real life, yeah. Because she plays Tammy. Tammy, too. Two. Right? Was yeah. it two? I think it's Tammy, too. Yeah, she plays or a three. Tammy. I can't remember. Yeah. But. Well, I think there's only two. <laughs> I think there's only two, yeah. She's the crazy one. She plays the one that he's not. Oh, the crazy one. She plays the one that he's not married to. As though they to. weren't both crazy. Whatever. I'm just saying. She plays the one that he's not married to, but then he's actually married to her in real life. It's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was a pleasant surprise. Uh, we did the Hulu subscription 30-day trial mm-hmm. for other shows, and then I was like, I'm going to give this a try. Found myself yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, I... I'm really curious what they could do with the season two. Yeah, and then a fun little thing that I noticed, I didn't really recognize a lot of the voices, but I found out that Christina Hendricks actually voices Cherry, or Sherry, who people will find out who she is, but she's somebody in the wall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. That's interesting. I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah, I mean, they have a couple pretty decent voice actors in this. Uh, People you wouldn't expect. Yeah. They're bigger names. Yeah. Yeah, well, what would you give it? What's um, your... I would give it a four shrink rays. Shrink rays, okay. Yeah. I'm about to go with five. I honestly was very pleasantly surprised by this show. I to the I mean, I like I said, I watched... I literally planned to just watch the first episode, and yeah. I think I ended up watching 80% of the season, and then I came back to the last two, like... The next morning. Yeah. I think I just didn't finish it because it was really fucking yeah, late you got, and I was like, tired. Yeah, you got What's so. the name of the character? You should give it four, five hers, whatever her name is. 
Hmm? I was trying to figure out how, how you, you thought you should give it five what's. Oh. But I was thinking of the name of the character S- uh, that you... Smart Rays. Or okay. Smart Gun. Oh, Smart Ray. That's a good one. Is that Smart Ray? Is that what they called it? Is that the official name? Oh, it name? might have been a Smart Gun. It doesn't matter. They'll find out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's a gun that does something. <laughs> well, there's a dumb one, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Especially if you like Rick and Morty. And like yeah. I said, even if you don't, because I... Even if you don't, yeah. But if you're like me and you're always told you would like Rick and Morty, but you hate their voices, try this one. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried muting Rick and Morty and then just doing subtitles? Oh. Closed captioning? I haven't tried that, but that's not a bad idea. <laughs> That'd be another thing we could venture to do. Only muting the voices, but leaving all the sound effects. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Interesting. I'm on to things. Yeah, sure are. Okay. Well, that's it for watch. It is. Um, I stumbled across this trailer. Thought we could rate um, The Old Guard, which is based on a graphic novel or graphic novel series. Um, it's coming to Netflix on July 10th, and I just... I don't remember. Where, I feel like I saw it on Instagram or something, and so I showed it to you. What did you think? Uh, I was shocked when I realized that Charlize Theron was going to be in a Netflix show. Movie. Is it a movie? I believe so. Okay, I thought it was a show. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I think it's a movie. Let me look. Well, that changes a lot yes, then. it's a movie. Okay, see, I thought it was a show, mm. so I was like, well, she's definitely not going to last the entire season, because she's not going to commit to a show. Mm. So that changes a lot then. So that, that changes no, my perspective. I think this is another, um, like they're trying to do an, like a superhero film straight to Netflix. They're trying to make that a thing. Okay. Like the extraction movie went straight to Netflix and it's not superhero, but you okay. know what I mean. So it's yeah. kind of like the tier of Code 8 then. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, I was interested. Mm-hmm. The basic premise I'm getting out of it is they're like zombie assassins. They're not quite zombies. They like they're living beings, but they like essentially can be shot and Seems not like die. They come back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're just so I I was getting a lot of vibes of like action movies like. Uh, Like her, what's that movie she did? Atomic Blonde? Yes. I kind of got a vibe of that with John Wick. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, but not so artsy, kind of more serious. Okay. Uh, I felt like the jokes they attempted in the trailer were kind of lame and they they fell flat for me. Like there was the one where the character's like, we got to get out of here. And he's like, wait for the signal or oh. something. And then she's like, like, how are you supposed to know? How you got to know? And then like and the a wall blows up. Explodes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. It's just, I don't know. It just felt very forced. Yeah. So I'm not really expecting much on the acting side. Cause really she was the only name I <laughs> recognized. Well, there's, I don't ever remember how to say his name, but Chiwetel Ijeo for that guy. Was he the one in Doctor Strange? He yes, played, uh, yes, okay, guy. what's his name? Mordo? Mordo, thank you. Oh shit, yes. I thought I was wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. That's him. Okay, yeah. I recognized him yes, in the trailer. Yeah, and the other ones I don't recognize anyone besides those two people. So. 
But. Yeah. Um, it, it I, this feels like it fits Netflix. To be honest, yeah. I don't think I would have gone to the theater to see this. Yeah. But it, it looks like Blade for, yeah. <laughs> like the '90s Blade movie remade for Netflix. Yeah, I could see that. But I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I just mean I feel like I'm gonna get that same quality of Blade movies. Gotcha. But in modern filming. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought it seemed like it'd be interesting, and especially since it's going to Netflix, we don't have to pay any extra for it, so that's always good. Yeah, unless they cancel us. <laughs> well, we've definitely been active, so they can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, okay, so we go trailer, trash, trash or treasure. Trash, typical, or treasure. Trash, typical, or treasure. Yeah. I'm going to say typical. Okay. I will watch it, but I'm not, like, dying for it. Yeah. And then coming back to life for it after that. Yeah. I'm going to call it a treasure because I think, honestly, any movie with Charlize Theron kicking someone's ass is a good movie. So. I think she's going to be great in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that seems to be her thing lately, right? Yeah. Aside from Aside Bombshell. From Bombshell, yeah. She seems Which to be more into the action kick films. Which some ass in that, too, just ver- more proverbially. But yeah. Proverbially. There we go. But it does seem like she's more into the action role mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I thought this was a show, so I was like, oh, okay. So, she's setting the show up, and then... They're going to take They very over. clearly have this character that they bring in, which is like the apprentice to right. what they're doing. And yeah. I was like, okay, they're setting this up, and then she's going to be the lead after this season's over. Mm. But now that I know it's a movie, that makes more sense. Yeah. And it's based off a graphic novel. Yes. So I assume that means there could be sequels if it yeah. does well. I think that's true. Okay. Yeah, it was typical for me, but I, I'm sure I'll watch it. Yeah. It comes out in July? July 10th. Okay. I feel like this came out of nowhere. This is yeah, just like a I feel recent... the same. Yeah, I literally just saw it like two days ago, and then I was like, "Oh, let's talk about this on the show." And then mm-hmm. now it's like July tenth already. I'm like, "Fuck, okay, all right, let's get into our movie news then." Okay. Um, Greyhound landed on Apple TV Plus. So Tom Hanks is wrote and starred in this film, and it's getting signed to Apple TV Plus. Um. Instead of the original deal that was set with Sony Pictures with a Father's Day weekend release. Um, I guess they're expecting to lose a lot given the state of the pandemic uh, with the theaters closed or limited capacity, Yeah, I think just even when they're opening back up, people aren't going to be going in. Yeah. So they decided to move it over to Apple TV+. Plus. I didn't know anything about this. We saw the trailer for it. Did we? It's like a World War II, I want to say, film about... His ship going up against like an entire oh that was that fleet one? of other military okay, ships. I just feel like I didn't remember the name of that. Okay, that was more interesting than what this sounds like. I'm thinking of Greyhound bus. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So does the movie about is it like speed but like a Greyhound bus is like know. promoted? I don't know what I was picturing. I just was like, this sounds dumb. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, you didn't seem very enthusiastic about the news. No. I yeah, it's the World War. I, I think it's World War II. I think. I think you're right. And that trailer was pretty decent. Yeah, I, we saw the trailer. I, I want to say a couple months ago. Yeah. I heard nothing about it ever, ever since, and then all of a sudden I got this like, news. So oh yeah, this isn't gonna work out. Let's go to a streaming service. Uh, but the big deal here is that this is like a big push for Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Like Apple yeah. is really working at buying things that they can compete mm-hmm. on the streaming market. Yeah. Especially with what's going on with Disney Plus and 
now HBO Max coming out. They, yeah. you know, have their announcement we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, they're clearly going to need to make moves. Right. So this is a kind of a an addition to the library, I think, for them to start competing. Yeah. And they have the money, too, so. Yeah. I think it's interesting that um, back in the day, everybody was like, oh, I wish we could just buy only the things that we want from cable instead of having to pay this hundred and something dollar thing. Mm-hmm. Now we have streaming services, but now we have so many fucking streaming services mm-hmm. that you're going to spend $120 in streaming services every month just to get everything that and you want. And that's what it's going to end up being is it's going to – eventually there's going to be so many that can't compete – they're gonna start bundling. I yeah. guarantee it. And, like, oh, and you you're gonna have the Netflix same concept as cable in streaming. Exactly. Yeah. You're gonna buy bundles of different. That's why we can't have nice things because we ruin them. Yeah. Uh, kind of leading off of the theaters though, yeah. uh, in their capacities. Uh, yeah. Tenet was the big blockbuster that everyone was looking forward to. The Christopher Nolan With the, like, film. Ridiculous trailer that wasn't a trailer at first. Yeah. Yeah. But they tease forever in yeah. theaters. Yeah. Uh, so they did already release a trailer, uh, an actual trailer. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a month ago. Um, yes. Now they've released a second trailer, but you're not going to understand where. <laughs> where is it? Fortnite. Why? Apparently a deal was struck with Epic Games and Warner Brothers that will premiere the, the second trailer in Fortnite. It's already happened. It, it started up on May 21st at 5 p.m. Pacific. And basically, it's going to be playing within the game at the top of every hour from then on until whenever the fuck they stop doing it. Is it like in a theater or something in the well, game? That's where I'm confused because I think it's just kind of in the sky. <laughs> what? If I'm correct. <laughs> Are we gonna have to unless it's this like they have like, like a unless they have like a theater setup? I don't. I, I like Here's being the thing. able to say I've we never don't played. play Fortnite. I'd we like, don't know. I like being able to say I've never played Fortnite, but I'm kind of curious. Yeah. How this now, works. and if you remember, <laughs> uh, kind of part of the story too. If you remember, Star Wars did the same yes. thing with one of their. They had like a special scene. Yeah. Which was a joke, but yeah, they did that, and I was like the same thing. I was like, well, now I kind of want to jump into Fortnite just to see what this is. Yeah. Basically, that was their marketing strategy to get people to go see Tenet was to put it in Fortnite. Uh, The logic being from Christopher Nolan is that, well, okay, Donald Mustard, the worldwide creative director of Epic Games, he he tweeted this out. Is he a colonel? Yeah. Okay. Obviously he's a colonel. This is his his day job. Has he been to the library with a candlestick? Okay, so... Donald Mustard, the colonel of Clue, <laughs> uh, is also the worldwide creative director at Epic Games. And he tweeted out, The idea of debuting the Tenet trailer came from a phone call with Christopher Nolan. We were all talking about our love for seeing new trailers in a theater and how sad we were that we can't do that right now. But how maybe this could be the next step or the next best thing? Hope you love it. I don't, I don't see the similarities. Yeah, that's where I'm really confused. <laughs> okay, so the idea is, I guess, that it's going to reach mass audiences through Fortnite. But, of small children? Okay, yeah, that's where the, that's one of the problems. Is, okay, so you can't put it on the internet or on 
like say YouTube. Why? Because yeah. So I, I'm assuming the logic is because you'll just be on your TV screen, which is small compared to a theater. You're not getting the full experience of the trailer. But in Fortnite, you're doing the same thing, because Fortnite is not VR. Yeah. You're not gonna be sitting in the in the game and then like everything's around you, mm-hmm. where you feel like you're in a theater. You're still just looking at a screen on your TV, like your TV, which then is an even smaller screen within the TV. Yeah. Inside of Taco Bell. Inside of Taco Bell. Yeah. Also, like you just said, the majority, I I mean, I don't know. Don't quote me, but I assume the majority because it feels like the theme of Fortnite is children. Yeah. So I imagine it's a bunch of children. Fortnite is children. Well, I mean, I know there's, I know adults play it, but yeah. like majority, unless you're like a pro gamer who's yeah. successful with Fortnite, most people you hear about playing are, are children teens or tweens or yeah they're yeah. they're young audience children. who likes to fucking floss yeah everywhere they go exactly. and we're not talking hygiene yeah no unfortunately so it's a little confusing to me how that was their logic to compete in the sense of getting that feeling of being in a theater yeah the only thing i can think of that associates with that feeling is the fact that if you're in let's say a lobby or even if it's the game map itself with other characters, mm-hmm. you know, players. And so you feel like you're in a audience with mm-hmm. other people because you see other characters in the game mm-hmm. with you while watching. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Otherwise, it's nowhere near the same experience. Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking <clears throat> sense. It seems like a dumb move to me. And we know that Nolan has openly fought for theaters you know he he wrote an entire article for the washington post where he was basically asking congress to help fund theaters yeah you know to help give them uh what's the word i'm looking for assistance assistance uh because you know i think they were like helping businesses right Yeah, you could apply for assistance during the time yes and i think he relief there you go that's the perfect word i'm looking for so he was basically saying to Congress, theaters need relief, and he was giving his reasons why, and that his biggest argument is that they are a big factor in helping people in life, and, and they bring money to yeah. society, and blah, blah, blah. get-together place. Yeah, but yeah. he had all these reasons. Yes. So we know he's all about theaters, mm-hmm. and we also know that Tenet is, like, as far as we know, strict with its release date and not pushing it back mm-hmm. well, which is been, july like, quote unquote teasing it for over a year haven't they mm-hmm. remember when we first started seeing that stupid fucking like not trailer where it was just yeah. the guy walking around in the smoke against the glass yeah 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 so he's probably like no we're doing this <laughs> yeah well again he he wants people to go to the theater and see it yeah because he thinks that it's, it's the a more he thinks that's experience. the way you're supposed to see the film yeah Problem is, there's not be a lot of people. I don't think. Yeah, that's true. But if this is popular enough, yeah, we'll see. Maybe, yeah. maybe it will be the movie to bring people back to theaters. Not me. <laughs> well, I mean, we will probably see it in theaters because we have the yeah subscription. Assuming they're open. Here. Assuming they're open yeah. and it's safe. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to go if yeah. it's not safe and they're open. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. It just seems like a marketing ploy. But again, you're getting 
probably children. Your market is tweens. So exactly. is your is your goal to get a bunch of children in the theaters? Because I sure as fuck no, don't want to go to a theater. No, it's to get them to tell their parents they want to see Because I sure as fuck don't want to go to a movie theater it's with kind of two thirds of the theaters full of tweens. If you think about it, though, the kind of kid. <laughs> This is completely judgmental of me, but the kids that are playing Fortnite that see this and they're like, I want to see this, they're going to like yell and scream until their parents take them to go see it. Yeah. And that's another thing. This does not does not seem like a movie that children in that should age be seeing. not should be want to. Yeah. Like it, they're more, I don't want to say serious, but they're like, they're more story driven. Yeah. Thought provoking. Honestly. Films. There, there's something you have to put thought into. Like you, you don't just at face value know what's going on you have to really look into the symbolism of nolan films it's Mm -hmm. not like and i'm not trying to be all like smell my own farts i just (laughs) like that is his style yeah you know however i think that this this marketing ploy could work in his favor if all he's trying to do is put butts in seats that's true if he's just trying to get to guarantee that the parents are going to go because the parents are the people that are going to like the movie but if he's put planting the seed in these kids' heads that they want to see it, even if he knows very damn well, I hope not he's not planting care. seeds in children. Okay, you know what I mean. Um, even if the kids that are seeing this ad or this teaser are not the target market, if they make the decision that they want to see it, if they decide they want to see it after seeing this thing in the game, they're not going to leave their parents alone until their parents take them to see it, and then they're then he's getting the parents to go too. So, I don't know. Maybe it's like a weird marketing side shifty thing that he's doing. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and like I said, we saw Star Wars do promotion mm-hmm. within the game, which, I mean, let's be honest, Star Wars is a lot more marketable to children because yeah. it's basically what it's for, right? Yes. Children and adult children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but also apparently Quibi... Uh, premiered some of the one of their shows or something. They did some of their shows mm-hmm. inside Fortnite. Right. Which again, that makes sense. But that because, makes sense. Short form content. Children know, matches. Short attention span. Exactly. Which is what children have these days. Exactly. I feel like Christopher, Christopher Nolan films are the opposite of short attention span. They're usually very long. Right. They're, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is they yeah. do not match it doesn't the market sense. they seem to be going for. It definitely doesn't make sense. But I guess so we'll it's got to just be about putting butts in seats like you said. Yeah. Just to make its money back, whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Well, let's just say, like, say that some guy wants to go see this, and he's like, oh, yeah, I want to see that movie. But, like, he's not going to go out of his way to go see the movie without his family. But if you got the kid crying to go see it, and they're going to throw a tantrum, then you have to take them. Well, if you're throwing a tantrum before you see the film, you really want to have them sit there for two and a half hours? I'm not... Not fucking wanting to finish the movie? I'm not advocating spoiling your children, but a lot of people do. And so... In that vein, you've got this kid that's being a piece of shit, and you're like, "Fine, we'll go see the movie," and then the parents. That's what you're thinking, this and child. The parents get to go see the movie because the kid basically forced them to go see it when they wouldn't otherwise have done it because they would have had to get a sitter. It's true. And they're and then the like, parents will have problems with with, you know, the mother might have a problem with how the father, you know, handled the situation <laughs> or vice versa, and then they start fighting, and then before you know it, little Timmy doesn't have a fucking. <laughs> A nuclear family anymore. Well, little Timmy shouldn't have thrown a fucking tantrum over a movie he didn't want to <laughs> You see, see what you're doing, Nolan? <laughs> see what you're doing? You're tearing families apart. Yeah. Lesson learned. <laughs> Leave this shit out of Fortnite. Yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, you know what else should stay the fuck apart? <laughs> Sony <laughs> and Marvel. <laughs> 
they need to figure their shit out. Stop this whole, like, intermixing, like, who's got this, and you can have this for a minute, but I'm going to take it back five minutes later. Yeah. This is fucking irritating. Um, but Sony Pictures is expanding the Spider-Man universe, so here we go. Uh, Mark Guggenheim is actually set to write a script for Jackpot. Uh, never heard of this character, but this is fun. I have not either. Yeah, I don't know how recent this comic was from, but, um... This, uh, Guggenheim also wrote episodes. I can't take his name seriously at all. Um, Guggenheim also wrote episodes of the comic series with Brian Reed. And then he's also written for Aquaman, Amazing Spider-Man, Superman slash Batman. And he also worked on the Arrowverse, among other, many other TV and movie things. Um, so a little background on Jackpot. She is a superheroine crime-fighting mom with exceptional strength. She is a scientist, uh, Sarah Errett, who gained her powers while working um, with gene therapy, and she ended up exposing herself to a virus called LOT777 that altered her DNA, and she ended up with super strength. Oh, I get the joke now. What? Lady Luck, Jackpot777. Oh, shit. I didn't even get that. Good job. Thanks. Uh, I will have a cookie now. (laughs) And another example of her luck is that she was pregnant at the time, but the baby was born without any problems. She just ended up with the super strength situation. Yeah. So is she lucky? Because she didn't have any damage to the baby. Okay. That's what I was saying. It could have gone horribly wrong and the baby could have, like, eaten her from the inside. You don't know. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wait, you've never seen Twilight? I want to see your (laughs) comics. Wait, is that what happened in Twilight? Uh, I thought Twilight was like, like young adult tween. It was. It was consuming her from the inside. Yeah. What was the baby? She had a kid. Okay, I thought you had seen all those movies. Twilight. Yes. Why would I have seen Twilight? Because remember that conversation we had on the phone when we weren't even dating yet, and you like went through this whole thing to convince me that Twilight wasn't that bad. Oh yeah, I did. And I, I like did. believed you. I was like. This guy's for real right now. That's true. I did make you believe I saw all of them. I have not seen any of you them. You haven't seen any of them. Okay. Well, yeah. I've seen all of them, unfortunately. Six plus years later, yeah. after being married, I can now yeah. honestly tell you I have not yeah. seen them. And I think I, I suspected I you. that you were lying, but I couldn't prove you. I couldn't get you to... But to be fair, I did see it. all of True Blood. Yeah. And I did like that. Yeah. Well, so did I. Okay. I didn't like the Twilight movies, but I Of course, the difference them. was True Blood has boobs, so... Yeah. And it was good. <laughs> okay. That too. Regardless of the boobs, it was like well, a good plot. Boobs never make something bad. Okay. I don't know about that. That's true. There, okay. there are times. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's like a thing. In the late, well, I think it's the last movie. She has a baby and it like starts eating her or like consuming her from the inside. Okay. She doesn't die though, I don't think. She, she has to get turned because of it. Oh, because then she'll like... She'll live. Okay. Yeah. So she becomes the... Uh, spoilers so she becomes a vampire yeah yeah <laughs> but is the kid her er, okay well obviously is it her. <laughs> it's the kid it's edwards is, okay so yes. it's the vampires not yeah. the werewolves correct i know that that's a thing yeah the weird triangle yeah yeah that's not a triangle because she's just a dumb fuck how funny would it be if it ended up being like a werewolf vampire kid and yeah we just don't know why yeah and that's the ending yeah. As you still have no resolution to who, yeah. whose kid it was. Yeah. She banged both of them, though, right? I don't remember. Is it implied maybe there was even a threesome? Which no. would be further evidence to 
I'm pretty the vampire sure that werewolf. Was, I'm pretty sure that was not implied on in the movies, at least. I don't know okay. about the books because I, mean, I didn't read the books because I don't care about the series. I only went to the movies because I think it was Chloe or Alex always wanted to go see them, and they didn't have anybody else mm. to go with them, yeah. so I ended up seeing them. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, he's back now playing Batman, who is a bat, just like vampires are. Yeah. He's still he's playing the same role. He's typecast. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. <laughs> now he's gonna have to turn whatever love interest he has into a superhero. Yeah. To save them from dying. Okay. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> anyway, this character jackpot seems pretty cool. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that sounds very believable. <laughs> Um, unclear. Let's be honest. Okay. <laughs> Sony's trying to get into the market of diversifying, right? Let's well, be sure. Obviously, yeah. that's what's going on here. I would like to know if she is going you know, to be a single mom. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I'm assuming is. she will be based on my expect. Yeah, I just, yeah. I feel like that's where they'll go with it. Now, it's just kind of interesting that they're doing this character. Because, remember, they had... A Black Cat and Silver Sable yes. movie in the works, Which at is. least temporarily for a while. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, that got scrapped. They were like, that's trash. Because they were trying to build like a bigger universe for Spider-Man yeah. still yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so they got rid of that, and then now this, this is their replacement, presumably. This is what they came up with, is a character that, like, as far as I'm aware... No, not very popular, not known that well. Yeah. I literally have never heard of it. Doesn't mean it's not a popular character, but I... One thing I didn't look at, is this going to be animated or live action? Do we know? Uh, it's live action. Okay. I mean... It... So, my suspicion here is this is going to be somebody that we've already met. They're not going to use the Sarah Errett name. I bet they'll use somebody we've already met that... Um... Well, not necessarily. No? Yeah, I mean... Okay. It... Because he... Because um, Peter's in part of that like organization where they're like advanced science shit that they're doing I Mm -hmm. don't know what it's called but there's so many like people that are in that area I feel like it's gonna happen there I I don't know because they're doing I don't know the relationship between Spider-Man and Jackpot well I don't either I'm just making my own predictions based on the movies that have Spider-Man currently since this is Sony movies right yeah this is a Sony film yeah so it's not technically MCU right Spider-Man is technically only MCU. Oh, Although okay. it sounds like Venom might be considered MCU. I don't know. We'll, okay. we'll have to see what they do okay, with the well, next Venom and Spider-Man it. film. I understand it then. Because <laughs> the rumors are he's going to cameo in the yeah. next film. Yeah. And they're tying it in. Yeah. So we just got to figure out what their whole Sony-Marvel deal was We've as far as the character rights go. Going on. <laughs> exactly. Well, they won't pay with Spider-Man. They need to just fucking get it over. <laughs> is Spider-Man pregnant? And is it going to kill him? We need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whose is it? What Are you Team Sony or Team Marvel? <laughs> Who's going to turn him? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really care about this character. To be completely <laughs> honest, I just really don't. Yeah. And also, I think it's kind of interesting that the whole premise of the character is uh, a female heroine, superheroine, who's also a, a mother. Mm-hmm. So I, I assume it's going to play on the whole idea of like working a full-time job and being a mother. Yeah. But then the writer is a man. 
for the movie. That's fair. But he actually was involved in writing some of the comics. Yes, and so, I get that. So that's probably the yeah. reasoning is because he helped create the character. Yeah. So logically, imagine, he would know it better. I would imagine there will be some female producers or a director. That'd be my guess. Probably. Well, speaking of Sony bringing in female-led Marvel characters, uh, director S.J. Clarkson has been hired on to do a secret Sony Marvel film. This is via Variety. Uh, She's got experience in TV directing. She's actually done Jessica Jones and The Defenders. Uh, And we do know that this is going to be based in the Spider-Man universe since that's what Sony does with the Marvel stuff. It's all Spider-Man property. So uh, the speculation is that it's going to be a Madam Web film, which I believe was announced earlier this year if not last year. Yeah. Um, so that's the speculation. But what if it's the jackpot film? Because we do have one that needs a director and one that needs a writer. And they've both been announced within a few days. Yeah. That's a very convenient coincidence, isn't it? So I know the speculation is Madam Webb, but it's also possible that jackpot could be the film that she's going to direct, which would make sense because, let's be honest, Female-led superhero films tend to get female directors now, yes. right? Because it's makes more sense that they would be able to tell the story better. Yeah. Because they can relate to them. Right. It makes logical sense to do that. Otherwise, they have two films now that they are going to be putting into work. Yeah. The sources are saying that they don't have a writer, though, for this unknown film that S.J. Clarkson is going to be directing. So, assuming it's not Jackpot... Uh, they're saying that they're looking for an A-list actor lead, mm-hmm. if you want to put it, to uh, fill the role before they write the script so that they can write around them. Write around the character with the actor in mind, not just fill it with somebody after. Yeah. Which I think is kind of weird, but you do you, Sony. Yeah. Well, they're trying to do like, I mean, maybe they're trying to replicate the situation that happened with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, where it literally seems like it was written for him. Oh, no, not at all. No, I know it wasn't, but that's what it sounds like. Okay, that Tom Cruise almost uh, got the role. It's really upsetting. I'm so glad he didn't. <laughs> um, no, I know I know that's not what happened, but that's what it seems like. So maybe they're trying to actually do that so that it seems like such a good fit. Okay. In fact, interesting fact, I don't know if you knew, hmm. uh, he had to get somebody to sponsor him vouch for him uh, or that he would be a reliable actor yes and not a liability yeah on set because of his history yeah i knew about that i think it was actually uh mel gibson i think it was mel gibson that no it was not i think it was really look it up so this is like pre-mel gibson meltdown then yeah right <laughs> right <laughs> speaking of Char- charlie Theron, yes uh her and amy adams are, are reportedly on the list of stars that are being eyed by the studio to put into this film which amy adams is an interesting one yeah it is never would have thought of, i never would have thought of her as a act you know superhero character yeah i mean she's a great actress and yeah and she could do many roles i just never really thought of her doing this kind of a role yeah i mean she's i mean she was in she's lois right yeah is that her? in the okay. dc universe okay. That's what I thought. which we're gonna talk about in a minute <laughs> uh so well, I, just my two cents on this. I think that based on the fact that Madam Web 
is traditionally portrayed as an older lady who's blind. Yeah. Well, there's also another character of where she's younger and I guess a villain. I, I It's very yeah. confusing. But yeah, yeah. there's different areas. She's iterations. traditionally portrayed as an old blind woman, yeah. essentially. And so I think these two women, <laughs> well, you could age them if you wanted to, but that's probably not who they would be going for if mm-hmm. they're trying to go for the old woman. So either they're doing the alternate version like you suggested, or it could be that they're playing coy and they're going to be doing this whole uh, switcheroo with jackpot situation okay yeah we'll have to wait and see yeah you know what else we're gonna wait and see for what we're finally explosions we're finally going to wait and see the fucking snyder cut yeah well but we've been waiting what three years we've been waiting for a while but we're finally gonna actually see it yeah in 2021 it's coming to hbo max that's yeah i mean we had reported that there was rumors of rumblings that it was coming around to being a thing Yep. And I think it was like a couple days after we aired our, or you know posted our episode, yep. it was official. Yep, it was official. After yeah. a live stream or a watch party of Man of Steel with uh, Zack Snyder, his wife, and Henry Cavill. Yeah. That's when it was announced, and it's legitimate. And if you want to hear any more about it, you can watch our extra special Snyder Cut discussion that'll be posted along with this. We got some super friends to help us discuss the implications of the Snyder Cut actually happening. Yeah, uh, we had some some friends from the uh, Pop Culture Leftover community, which is the podcast I'm really involved with, like writing reviews and all that stuff and just, you know, socializing with the community. Uh, Paul and Jesse from from the community joined us and we actually did our first episode with guests. So uh, the four of us sat down and we talked Snyder Cut and everything that we thought about the situation, where it's going to go, how it can expand or fall apart and just anything you can think of yeah probably more than was needed but yeah we went pretty into it we got like two hours of it so go listen to it yeah so if you want to hear us talk about what could possibly happen about related to the Snyder Cut happening you've got a lot of material to listen to so Uh, (laughs) just be aware there's potential spoilers for anything related to the DCEU so keep that in mind when you listen yes uh, but it's it's great. It's probably one of the best things. I think it's one of my favorite things so far for the podcast. Yeah, it was fun. So um, we did watch one movie this week. It's called Lovebirds. <laughs> There's a lot of promos going around because they decided to release it on Netflix instead of going to theaters, which it had originally been planned to do. Uh, this movie was starring Kamel Nanjiani and Issa, Issa Rae, I think is how you say it, as Gibran and Leilani. They are a couple or something like that. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. There are a couple who undergo couple. some trials and tribulations related to uh, an uncomfortable event that happens. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie. Uh, we saw trailers for this a long time ago. Yeah. It was originally going to be in theaters, and then it was announced later that it would be shifting to Netflix yes. as an exclusive release. Yes. Which uh, was surprising at the time, but it was also during the pandemic rise, and mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, okay, they want to make their money back. Yes. After watching it. I feel like now I think it might be more too about they were concerned it wasn't going to do well. Right. On top of just people not being there to see it. Yeah. Uh, it has a 66% tomato meter and 53% score from the audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I can see why. I think it was funny and entertaining, but it wasn't anything special. Yeah. It it truly felt like a Netflix yeah. movie. 
like I said, when I was looking up this information, one of the reviews literally said it looked like it was made to do, made to put on in the background while you're folding laundry, which is really sad. I don't don't think it was that bad, but it it definitely seems like a movie you put on and you could be like doing a puzzle or doing something else at the same time. So the basic premise is this couple, uh, is on the way to some friend group gathering yeah. and they accidentally hit somebody on a bike who cuts in front of them. Yeah. Uh, and then a, what they think is a police officer comes and takes their vehicle because of chasing the guy who ends up, well, they, he says was a criminal or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes and uh, essentially murders him by using their vehicle to run him over. Yeah. Uh, and then they're scared to go to the police. So they, Decide that they're going to solve the crime themselves. Yes. Figure out who the guy that killed the guy was. So that they, so they could get themselves, themselves yeah. out of trouble. Correct. Uh, and it just kind of follows that. It reminded me of uh, like that movie Date Night or... I don't think I saw that. We watched it together. Did we? Yeah. Them. Game Night even. Yeah, I remember Game Night. Like those, it, it, yeah. It, it was a comedy that felt like it was following a relationship that got tired of the mundane life yeah. of just the same day to day. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like it was, I agree that it seems like it was similar to those type of movies where it's a comedy and there's a couple involved who maybe isn't in the best place in their relationship and they find throughout the trials and tribulations of the movie that they're going to do whatever. They're, every, everything improves or they find some kind of epiphany at the end of it. Um, so it's... It wasn't bad. Yeah, it just the jokes felt forced. So uh, some of them I, I giggled at, but overall, I felt like the jokes were kind of forced. They weren't that great. Yeah. Um, it was definitely not Camille Nanjiani's best comedy. Right. It felt like um, he was playing his character in Silicon Valley, but like way more toned down. He had the same kind of like rants about stuff, which I love his character in that, and I think he's a hilarious comedian. Uh. But I feel like it was very, very tame in this compared to... Yeah. Well, because I think it was meant to be more of a romantic comedy. Yeah. But it would have been better if he was more comedy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, if you... Just go watch Stuber. Yeah. That was better. Just imagine I that agree. they are a dysfunctional couple. Yeah. And it's a better movie. Yeah. That's, Basic, that's basically. Fair. Yeah. Although, yeah. Mm. I agree. And you could kind of tell they they tried to, like sprinkle in a lot of uh social commentary yeah uh whether they are true or not just in like pretty much every scene although i do feel like i that's one thing i wanted to praise is that this movie does they make an assumption that is a social statement uh that they are then called out on later which i appreciated i would say i recommend it because if you already have a netflix subscription you're not paying any extra for it so check it out while you're playing board games yeah if if you're doing laundry if you're doing laundry or you want to do a puzzle or you want to like play something on your phone at the same time like it's short it's not not hard to follow it's like an hour and a half yes and and maybe that's what the the one review was trying to say was like it's very easy to just relax and just Yeah. yeah you don't have to focus on it really yes um it's not a terrible film it just was not something i would have been throw it up to a paid for in theater to be honest right exactly so uh it was a bit disappointing in the sense of knowing it was originally a theater release but 
uh, it's fine for Netflix. And I think that we're going to start seeing more films like this. Um, you know, we also have, what's it called coming out? Speaking of Stuber, uh, Dave Baptista is going to be in another film. Oh. I, I Spy or... My Spy. My Spy. Yes. You know, it, it's another film that looked like the same kind of tier as this one. Yes. With him and a, a child who, you know... And Kristen Schaal, though, but she is hilarious. Yeah. So... so but the point is, that's yeah. also going to be hitting Amazon Prime, if yes. not already. Yeah. Just like this hit Netflix. Right. Exactly. And th- that also was going to be in theaters. It seems like it'll be along so, the same lines. So, kind of expecting the same quality there of... Yes. A film that's like it's fine, but you're probably not gonna need to see it in theater, right? Which obviously someone else decided that already. Yeah. So I was just thinking of the fucking joke from Stuber. Where he's like, "Do you want me to drive you to all the Sarah Connors in the city?" Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's a perfect example of like such a stupid line, but that film was so funny because yeah. of it. Yeah. And this one, it felt like. The jokes just didn't land. Like, they tried too hard to, like, make ridiculous comedy out of the two, you know, characters that it just didn't work. It felt forced. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So, I'm going to give it a three birds. Okay. I'm going to have to go two. It it was... Like I said, it wasn't terrible. It just... It's forgettable. uh, Yeah. I feel like I didn't waste my time watching it, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it. So, so I feel like it was entertaining. It just wasn't exciting. Yeah. So it was an hour and a half of okay. Yeah. Saw it. I had some giggles. Yeah, but not giggity giggles. No, not that kind. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for this week. Don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. We're on pretty much all of them. Um, We would really appreciate reviews on iTunes if you have the ability to do so because that gets us exposure so more people can see us. Um, And if you have direct feedback for us or content requests or suggestions, you can send them to us via email at dtfpod at gmail.com. And you can also check out our website, dtfcast.com, or you can follow Stephen on social media. At Classic Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Okay, uh, that's it for our show. I will be episode thirty-four. Four. Yes. Uh, just a reminder: anybody who didn't catch the first part, Maui the cat, if you could go donate to uh, help him with his urethral surgery, uh, there's a GoFundMe link that I will be putting in the bio of my Instagram and in the description of this episode. This is a cat belonging to Jake, who is one of the hosts of the Pop Culture Leftovers podcast. Yes. So if anybody is willing to help and able, uh, at the very least, if you could just share, uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. That's it for episode 34. Bye-bye. <laughs>